Yo, man, it's a lot of brothers out there flaking and perpetrating, but scared to kick reality. Man, you've been doing all this dope producing, you ain't had a chance to show them what time it is. So what you want me to do? I'm expressing with my full capabilities, and now I'm living in correctional facilities. Cause some don't agree with how I do this. I get straight and meditate like a Buddhist. I'm dropping flavor, my behavior is hereditary. But my technique is very necessary. Blame it on Ice Cube, because he said it gets funky when you got a subject and a predicate. Add it on a dope beat, and it'll make you think. Some suckers just tickle me pink to my stomach, cause they don't flow like this one. You know what? I won't hesitate to diss one or two before I'm through, so don't try to sing this. Some drop science, well I'm dropping English, even if yellow makes it a cappella. I still express, yo, I don't smoke weed or sex, cause it's known to give a brother brain damage. And brain damage on the mic don't manage nothing but making a sucker and you equal. Don't be another sequel. What up, though? I Heart Miko Podcast, episode 144. Today is Tuesday, February 5th, 2019. That was The Niggas with Attitudes. <laughs> yeah. That's Express yourself. You don't know this, but today on Instagram, I allow the listeners to express themselves. So that song's pretty damn perfect for today. You allowed them to express themselves about what? A little joint. Okay. I posted a video. Of me, first of all, it was, the song was Candy Rain. And I had so many people asking me who the who was on the song. Like these, these I must have a bunch of young followers. Uh-huh. You know the song Candy Rain? Yeah. My love. Yeah. People don't even know who that is that are listening to my podcast. I mean, it's a good <laughs> thing. You know, you got a young crowd. I got a young crowd, but... They definitely want to express themselves, so I took the liberty of allowing them to give me the topics for today's podcast. I've done this cool. in the past. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. We're going to go with it. I'm going to say everybody's at. Hopefully, I get it right. But, are these um, filtered, or you're just reading them off? like you? A little bit filtered, because okay. last time cool. I tried to read them off, you know, the, the comments were still coming in as right, I was recording, right. and that was annoying me, so I literally typed out almost all of them that I definitely didn't type out some of the stupid ones just so you guys know there are there is a such thing as a stupid question and there's stupid people so those aren't going to get asked but I'm going to go as far as I can as many questions as I can so that you guys get to express yourselves I get to express myself and Brent they even asked a couple questions for you cool cool now before we continue uh at the end of that first verse the motherfucker said he don't smoke cess, weed or cess, because it yeah. gives you brain damage. Yeah, brain False. <laughs> False. Then a motherfucker. You don't want to be brain dead on the mic. Yeah, this bro. was the 80s. Keep in mind when they was telling us that crack, that weed caused you to smoke crack and heroin and all the gateway drug lies that they continued to, to tell us when we were young in the D.A.R.E. program. Were you in school when D.A.R.E. was going on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was. Yeah, lies. But it's okay. It's, <laughs> hey, N.W.A., I fucks with them. I, obviously, I'm from LA. They didn't know, you know what I'm saying. So, um, but we have a lot uh, to talk about today. There are some topics that didn't get brought up that I may get to. We'll see how it goes. Um, and yeah, so let's uh, let's get right to it. I'm just I'm just going. And I'm not. There's no order to this. I normally try to you know 
outline the podcast so there's a flow to it. I'm just going to get right to the questions, all right? <laughs> all right, that's cool. Um, the first one was Antonio Brown was involved in a domestic dispute last month, but nobody was arrested. And some people were asking me, you know, can I elaborate on that and give some insight? The only thing I know is that he got into it with a woman. Okay. The police were involved. She said he hit him. I don't know what's true, but he wasn't arrested. So obviously if the police is right here in Hollywood, Florida, right up the street. Oh, shit. If he didn't get arrested, then ain't shit happened. Because if anything happened, they're going to arrest Antonio Brown. They would love to, right? Hell yeah. He's black. He's rich. Fucking right. He held, he didn't, he didn't play deal. in the last game. This happened supposedly happened allegedly January last month. Yeah. So I don't know anything further on that. If I do find out something more, I will let you guys know. But uh, I'm on Antonio's side. Is what you should know right now. And one reason is because he's black and he's an athlete. Yes, it's true. And the second reason is the police, the man, didn't arrest him. And if they got an opportunity to arrest you, we all know They're that they will. Uh, next question. Uh, someone asked if you would ever consider playing in the big three. That was Dexter Cumberbatch, someone who I adore. I've never met him, but he gives me a lot of information on social media. Shout out to Dexter um, I have to answer this for you. Why? Well, what would you would you play in the big three? Yeah, I would, but I don't think I can. It's right. It's illegal. Yeah. The big three is only for retired professional basketball players, not all athletes. Because To tried to play. Um, I think Ocho Cinco tried to play. Uh, Snoop, I think tried to play. Yeah, there's a lot of people that want to play in that league. They're trying to keep it like a. A, a veterans legit, only yeah, thing. Yeah, like, and I think it's cool because once you start letting other people in, you're taking the opportunities from the guys that once played. Right, right. And right. it's supposed to be about them. Yeah, I feel that. Respectfully. But um, you were killing that, by the way. They don't yeah. want that smoke. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. I feel the same way. Um, <laughs> Tifton Dupree. Tifton underscore Dupree underscore was in a, in a in a heated battle in my mentions with somebody about this topic. You know who Jesse Smollett is? Uh yeah, I do. Gay singer yeah, on uh Empire. Empire. Yeah, yeah. So you know the story. Do you know anything about the story with him? I heard you talking about it. He got beat up, something like that. What up? What, what was the? Yeah, I know, I know about it. Go talk about it. What did you hear? What do you know? I just know he got beat up by in a club or something. That's, That's it. it. That's, That's not true at all. What happened? <laughs> he got beat up outside walking to a sub from a subway at two o'clock in the morning Why? picking up a sandwich he said it was some maga hat wearing racist white men too that had on masks and they had a noose that they put on his neck and they doused him in bleach and called him the n-word and called him a faggot what? and Told him that that this is that in Chicago. Nah, this ain't what I heard. Two a.m. Damn. He's filming uh, Empire there. The cast is there, and um, he says he went to get a sandwich at Subway. He went to get a sandwich and just got at two a.m. Now the police have reported, and I did take a screenshot of the person that tweeted this. But the police said that he still had the sandwich in his hand when he returned to the building that he was walking to after his alleged attack. 
How are we still at a sandwich? <laughs> he still had the noose around his neck 45 minutes later well, when he was on, driven bro. to the hospital. Why has he still got the noose around his neck? I don't know. There's a lot of questions. And then, you know, other people were saying, where was Kraft Food Services? Why did you go to Subway at 2 a.m.? <laughs> There's a lot of questions. And so people yeah. are getting upset that some people don't believe his story. Some people are saying that they don't believe it. Um, there's this a little fishy. And the problem is now, like, black people, gay people are all arguing. And, and there's a big commotion over whether it was a, a, a racist crime, whether it was a hate crime for being gay, or whether it was all a lie altogether. Now, Triple threat. Now, there is a, a person that made a fake Instagram page that wanted to be anonymous, and this is what they wrote. They said, the fact that Jesse was in VIP the night of the incident at a gay club, he was acting sedity as he always does when he is at the popular gay club. He hooked up with someone's boyfriend and was followed home by the boyfriend and a few buddies. That's why he got beat up. His people are making up an elaborate story because of how bad his ass got whooped. His people enc encouraged him to, to go along with this lie so he could use it as publicity. Sorry, Jesse, you're exposed. So what it sounds like is he might have went to get some street meat <laughs> at the club. And cut. Closed and cut. on somebody's man. Uh. They got upset and beat his ass. And allegedly, this is all alleged, and now he's saying it was a hate, gay hate, black hate crime. And people are saying, what, like, who, who's walking around? It was below, 20 below in Chicago. This is during the blizzard. Oh, shit. Hell no. Yeah. Who's walking around with bleach and a noose after him? Yeah. It's tricky. It's like he definitely you, got his ass whooped. Yeah, he got his ass whooped, but I can see like trying to trying to sell that as like a something to get some publicity, like a, a gay hate crime, black hate crime. Because when you say that other story, that make more sense to me. And then he has a, a album cover or some artwork for his new album, and it has like a noose in the see? artwork. See. This shit keeps unfolding. This is the right time. It's, I just you know hope I mean? he's not lying. I, it sounds yeah, I mean, like he's lying, but I just hope he got yeah. his ass whooped. So you can feel he sorry. Was he allegedly got his ass fractured whooped. his ribs. Um, hey. He's got a cut over his eye, but he did perform Saturday. A couple days after hey, the this show happened. must go on. The That's show what they must say. go on. That's what they always say. He's calling say. himself the gay Tupac. See, he's going too far. He might be going too far with that. I wanna I wanna not be insensitive because I was upset when people assumed that I beat up some cops, that I literally jumped over barriers, attacked four male police officers. But, but you're you're saying so you don't feel you wanna not judge him for what he's saying? No, because I said I told people what happened to me and how the police literally did this because of the things that I said on my radio show and on my social media about cops and people were saying like, Oh, you're lying. They didn't do that because of your radio show or whatever. They just did that because you're a bitch and you were probably walking around thinking that you're the the, the shit at your husband's games. Like, what? But your story, like if you really listening to or read the 
the police report or listen to what they were saying, that shit sounded outrageous. Yeah, headbutt a female cop like after jumped, being in handcuffs. You jumped over a barrier to yeah. just rage and headbutt a cop. Like, come on. That, it just doesn't even sound I sounded sound like real. Wonder Woman for real. Yeah, it doesn't even sound real. <laughs> it sounds like how his his, his thing story sounds. sounds out, you know what I mean? His yeah. sounds outrageous and yours sounds outrageous. Like what mm-hmm. the cops were saying. Now what he's saying sounds outrageous. But just, the other side, your side, sounded realistic and hit the other side with the, the gay club boyfriend. Sounds that, realistic. That sounds realistic. Well, the truth came out in mind. The police refused to testify. The cop who had her head busted open that said I head butter, my mugshot had not a scar on me. Nothing. She didn't want to testify. So I was proven, you know, innocent. I don't I don't know what's going to happen in this story. Uh, there's some alleged... Uh, video surveillance or something of two white men. It's a it's a tricky story. All I'm gonna say is I'm gonna do my best to just wait. But the early the early uh, review on this is that it's bullshit. It seems like is that Jesse might have been out getting some street meat and ran into the wrong niggas that he you know they didn't appreciate him. Hey, you can him. feel sorry he got his ass whooped. Like, you just he, gotta have better hands. You just got your ass whooped, bro. We Maybe don't know he got that, bro. Jumped. He got jumped, probably. He got jumped, so you can feel like, damn, he got jumped. <sighs> Jussie, just the truth shall set you free, my brother. Um, that was uh, Tifton Dupree. King Rico 631 asked me when I will be on the Joe Budden podcast again. Hopefully when I go back to New York. I was there last time. Um, Joe didn't answer my phone calls. I'm not going to take it personal. <laughs> Even though I did at the moment, I did I was take it say personal. You did. <laughs> I called Brent like this motherfucker Joe <laughs> didn't even hit me back. He ain't say shit. Rory and Maul hit me back though, but they don't run the show. You know, it's Joe. And so they was like, "Oh, maybe we'll get you on next time." That made me feel like you know what? They might be past me. They might be. I might be beneath them now. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll see. I'm always down. I fucks with them. They have a great podcast, so we'll see. Um, I'll be in New York again soon as, as tax gets some uh, visitation and everything um, back up and running. I'll talk about tax once I get to that question. <laughs> okay, so do you know that Game had put out a song about Kim Kardashian swallowing his kids? He was holding her down, yeah, choking yeah, on yeah. his kids, whatever. Before he made the song, he said that he smashed Kim Kardashian, but he said he wouldn't go into detail because him and Kanye were friends. And then out comes this song this year. And so um, Chuck the World underscore, at Chuck the World underscore, wants me to discuss game rapping about Kim K swallowing his kids. And I am Mellow Madness said, why is niggas pillow talking cool or entertaining nowadays? Why is it? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the the climate of the world, the social media. Everybody is just talking, gossiping. That's just the thing. I mean, I'm sure it's always been like that in a way, but it's more prevalent with social media. Like, yeah, I believe people um, are telling for clout. Yeah, the same thing Kim Kardashian did to get on. She made a sex tape. She made herself a sex symbol. She got on. Game probably just wants some shine. Yeah. Maybe the last album wasn't selling too good. Maybe he needs y'all to click on that link, yeah. you know, to to see what his album is about. See if he's name dropping on anybody else. Game has always been uh, mouthy about yeah. about his his women. He's a snitch. Yeah. He t- he pillow talks. He tells his business often. Yeah, he does. And I believe a lot of his 
his uh, accomplishments with these women was back in the day. Like right now, nobody really fucking game like that. I mean, I don't know why anybody was fucking him. There was, I think there's rumors that he's homosexual. He used to be a stripper. That's for sure. <laughs> he was know. a stripper. Um, he, I allegedly, let me just say that everything on here is alleged. He danced at male strip clubs and female strip clubs. I don't know oh, how shit. y'all determine if that's gay or not, but whatever. And, you know, I really wouldn't fraternize with any man that, that like dick anywhere around him in a g-string so you just gonna call gay i don't know if he's gay but i'm just saying like if he dances everybody men, doesn't everybody doesn't know that though don't know what every what you just said i didn't know that oh well <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm from la everybody knows that about him there's I'm been sure rumors about him being homosexual for a long time it's um rumors about but, but women was letting game smash he i think he slept with all but the the oldest courtney not the young two, no. He, Chloe and Kim, let me say that. Not the young two and not the older two. Not the oldest. But yeah, those two girls, I believe he smashed both of them. It's no secret that game gets around in the industry with any any of the, uh, the uh, thoughts. Yeah. You know? And so if you ever sleep with him, just know he's probably going to tell. And a lot of niggas are going to tell because they're bitches. Because there's a lot of soy in the food these days. I knew, I knew when this started. I gave my answer. I said, you know, social media gets clout. <laughs> but I knew, you know what I mean, it was going to come around to niggas is bitches. Niggas is bitches, <laughs> man. That used to be a girl trait, you know? Uh, now niggas is out here. Li- they be lying on their dick, too. Bitches telling or lying is bitch nigga shit. And it's, I blame it on the soy. Hmm. There's a lot of soy in processed food. So if you eating shit out of a box, if your bitch is cooking a lot of shit out of the box... You probably got a little bitch in you that you're not even aware of. It's gonna slowly grow you a titty. You gonna get a little, little, a little a seven so year old to ten year old titty nipple. Damn. When you get that lump in your chest, just know you turn into a bitch. Don't be surprised if your nigga start talking shit. And you feeding up soy. <laughs> Niggas is bitches. That's a sick saying. Niggas is bitches, man. I'll let you answer this. Uh, at Max Romana wants to know mar- wants to know about marriage and how to be oh how to be a down ass wife. How do I know? I mean, what they think I'm a down ass wife? What do you think? What's a down ass wife to you? Um, a wife that's always going to be there that supports you, loves you, picks you up when you're down, enjoys your highs with you. You know what I'm saying? Just is there a friend? Ouch. Also, you know, obviously a lover. Mm-hmm. But it's everything. Everything, a be- you know, just your best friend that you want to do everything with. And that's what a down wife is. Not everybody gets goes for a girl and the only thing they think about is, you know, she look good as shit. And that's obviously what guys is about. You look, look good as shit. I'm about to say, what you trying to say, nigga? But, <laughs> but to, to get you over... Like the hump, it like to get you past just physical attraction, you need to be able to vibe with them when you're not just trying to fuck, when you're just trying to kick it in and chill. If you could find a girl like that, you get money. Yep, there it is. Um, 21 Savage, do you hear about what happened with 21 Savage? Yes, okay, 21 Savage is being detained, he got arrested, I guess, the night before the Super Bowl. 
And people are trying to figure out what's going on. So this is what I, I dug up. He was born in the UK. He, I guess, a part of St. Lucia or Dominicana, the mm-hmm. islands that his family's from, is UK territory. Oh, okay. He, so he's one of their natives. Okay. He came here when he was seven years old. Okay. And um, he came here legally, but he never completed the process of becoming a U.S. citizen. And 21 Savage has been arrested, but never, ever guilty, no felonies, like nothing. And then, you know, he's a rapper. He talks about the typical rap shit. You're the one that introduced me to 21 Savage, <laughs> and I told you I hate his monotone <laughs> voice. He's growing on was you, so though, annoying, right? but he started to grow on me after a few years. He got a little formula. It's cool. And his rap songs. changed. He's now starting to talk a little more conscious. He's got a little, little J. Cole, a little Kendrick in him. He's speaking about Flint Water, black people, owning shit. He has a lot of mentorship programs. He does things for single women for children without fathers. He's got all these programs and all these things going on and he's being more positive with his rap and boom, ice. You know what ice is? The, the ICE. They're basically like our terrorist CIA group that goes in finding terrorists or, or illegal immigrants and yeah. deports them, basically. I see where you're going with this. They pulled. They said he had a felony. He has some type of criminal record, and so they arrested him and basically are deporting him, saying he's bad for the country, and he came here illegally. Now, I believe he he's illegally here. Yeah, I do believe that. So they're well within their rights. But for them to say he has some type of felony record or he's you know criminal and all this stuff is like, come on, dog. This is really just about him changing, in my opinion. He is no longer able to be used by the record labels to push out bullshit to the youth. They like that. They like black rappers that talk about goofy yeah, shit. This is exactly where I thought you were going with Go this. Go ahead. What you want to say? No, that's, that's just what I thought you were saying. Yeah. I, 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 see, I get that. Because mm-hmm. he has changed some. Obviously, he still does his, he has his songs with the, mm-hmm. you know, the typical trap shit but he has changed his meshes on some songs and and Uh shows a different side and you know it could be the government you know with this whole thing they got going on with no getting all immigrants out this is a kind of a semi-high profile person that they could show Uh they're trying to deport and this is a good opportunity to try to do that it's like an example i feel like it's almost like listen if you come with this positive shit after we didn't gave you all this money to be a fucking clown and to talk about lean and, and shooting people and guns and money, then we just, you better be legal. When I first heard this, I'm not going to lie, when I first heard about this uh, 21 Savage UK, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, does he really sound like a a, a, a Brit? <laughs> he got the English accent and he he hiding it right now, but what it sounds like is just like, Something else, so it's not as deep as I thought. Yeah, so Demi Lovato, you know she is one of Aiden's favorite singers. Yeah. She tweeted, um, so far, 21 Savage memes have been my favorite part of the Super Bowl. She has deleted her Twitter since then. People have flame broiled that ass. Well, because it's just not funny. What was the 21 Savage mean? Just clowning him about being deported, like a bunch of racist stuff. Tommy oh. Loren, the little white bitch, she was one of the ringleaders of, of the jokes about See, him. See, it's a high-profile person yes. that they could show, like, look, we're trying to get people out. Mm-hmm. And, and to 
uh, Trump supporters that don't know anything about Twenty One Savage, you just look like a, a thug that they're getting out the country. Yeah, you know people what I'm saying? don't know anything about him. You know what I mean? It's just a thug. Look at him. He's tattoos on his face. He's black. He got. You know what I mean? He talks about shooting people. Let's get him the fuck out of here. Pretty much. Yeah. And so now he's being held in, basically in the box. He's only out of his cell for ten minutes to have a phone call every day. Damn. And he's in a box. He has two choices, I believe. He can leave the country, go back home, and he probably won't be able to come back. Or he can stay in jail and wait for his day in trial, a trial to ask to stay or to defend himself, blah, blah. Now, we know how this system is. It could take over a year to get a court date. Right. So he, ha- he has a choice of staying in jail that whole time and waiting for his court date or leaving. What would you do? Leave. The fuck? I would leave, too. The fuck? You already made some money. Go to leave. Dip. The entire fuck. I can't even, not even keep talking about tax. So just so we get that out of here, uh, I just received a text message from tax today for the first time. I haven't heard from him this entire time um, because they weren't allowing them to use the phones or text um, us during this whole entire lockdown. What you guys don't know is before all this happened, tax was in the box. And um, so he got out when all this was going on. And if you follow him on social media, you can see someone is tweeting for him saying that they didn't shower for six days. They didn't eat for four days. The temperatures dropped to 33 degrees. It's just horrendous. You saw the, 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 the inmates banging on the windows because what was happening is if they were let out of their cell to congregate throughout the jail cell, you could hear them from outside yelling. If they go close enough to the door, you could hear them. So apparently the COs kept them in the cells so that no one could hear them begging and screaming for help all those days. So they decided to bang on the windows so the people outside could hear them and know that there's something going on in there. Right. And this is why you don't want to go to jail, people. No, don't they go to literally jail. do. You don't have any rights, even though you're supposed to, even though you're a citizen, you do not have rights. You are now a prisoner once you go to jail, you have people in jail making lingerie for Victoria's Secret for 20 cents a day. And that shit is $100 for them fucking outfits and shit. You're a prisoner. You are a slave. That's it. Don't ever go to jail. Don't go to jail. I mean, you know, it's difficult, especially when you are trying to stand up for people. Let's say don't go to prison. Yeah, don't go to prison. Don't go to prison. Don't go to prison. Because do everything in your power there, not to go to prison. There's nothing that a lot of us can do for you. We can protest. We can try. We can do a lot of things. But once you're inside that building, they pretty much own you. Not pretty much. Yeah. It's a little crazy. And I'm hoping to have tax on very soon. Now that he's able to text me, that means he's out of the box. Um, I was hoping that he would call today, but he didn't. He just gave me the text to let me know that he was okay. He was out. And he had gotten a, finally gotten a meal and a shower and hopefully everything continues to be terrible like it was, but not this bad. Because <laughs> that's just awful. Um, sorry, that was Nonsense 47 about the Demi Lovato. And at Tia Tia E for 21 Savage. And Oh, they also Tia Tia wanted to know um, about the, the Saints picketing and protesting in Centennial Park outside of the Super Bowl game. First of all, if you dumb motherfuckers flew to Atlanta... To oh protest across the street from the stadium. What what a bunch of losers you guys are. Just give it up. Get over it. You lost. You loss, were up bro. 13 points at it's home. You know what? that dome that everyone says you're unbeatable in? 
You were up 13. And not only that, when we when the Rams came back and tied the game, you guys had the ball first in overtime. What? Yeah. You lost. Yes, a bad call what? was missed. Yes, a helmet to helmet was missed. Yes, correct. However, that is not the reason you lost the game. You lost the game because of Drew Brees, if you really want to keep it real. And yes, he's my favorite quarterback in the NFL, and I have no problem saying that. It's the truth. He did not play a better game than golf. That is why you guys lost. Brink, I'm here to talk about the pass, though. That pass right there? Yes. It should have been a pick. It should have been a pick. <laughs> why why a did pick. he even throw it? He could have threw it. He would have had to throw a better ball, and it would have been. He would have had to throw a great pass for that. He threw a bad pass, a horrible pass, actually, that should have been picked off. Yes, it ended up in a pass interference, non-call or whatever, but. That should have been a pick six. It should have been a pick six. And it should have been an L so right it's there. Like, it's like. Your L was, was just, prolonged. Just be happy I ain't take the pick six. They didn't call. It was like it balanced out. It, it definitely it, balanced y'all out. Y'all lost. You lost. You lost. It's over. New Orleans. You, let it go. You guys already have a Super Bowl. Like, goddamn. Then we just give y'all one after Katrina. Goddamn. Y'all had. You get like two days to be salty after a game if you like a you know a diehard fan. or But, but protest. Somebody took something to court. This is getting ridiculous. Stupid. They bought billboards. It's a game, bro. Relax. Better luck next year. Saints, you guys are going to be fine. You have Drew Brees. Better luck okay? next There's year. Okay, there's a lot man. of teams that wish they were you guys, okay? Better luck. You'll it's be okay. Right. You guys loafed. You dropped it. This was supposed to be y'all year. You let the Rams take it from you. And truth be told, you would have got your ass whooped probably worse if you would have played in the Super Bowl. You probably would have donutted. Just saying. Um... Pac-Man Mob, Pac-Man underscore, underscore Mob wants to know, wants me to talk about Black History Month and our greatness. First of all, everybody knows that black people are the greatest people in the world. It is clear. We were the first people here, first, everywhere. We were first, the originators. We are the kings and queens. We, made, we invented everything. And it's sad that people think, oh, February is Black History Month. This is when we're supposed to be pro-black. No, bitch, I'm pro-black all year. I'm just extra black black in february hence the nwa mm. the intro of the it's podcast all coming together yes so i i have an issue with this whole black history month thing because first of all it's the shortest month of the year it is also the coldest month of the year no and i what is january is mm, the coldest i think month february year. is mm, this year i don't know my thing is this black people need to learn their history you need to learn your own history these schools aren't going to teach you they're going to start off as slavery every school starts with slavery we were born a slave i guess once you learn your history and you learn where your people came from and where how great you were you won't even be you won't even allow people to just shit on you about being black it'll no longer even be any jokes that could be said because every time somebody white says something to me about call me a nigger or Anything like that, I'd just be like, dog, are you serious? You needed us. This, what would you be without us? White people wasn't even taking baths until black people taught them how to take baths. <laughs> it's true, but it's okay. I know you don't, because you don't study black history. Mm. But I do. And black people, know your history, learn your history, learn your greatness, learn that we literally have only not been in control of society for 400 years the rest of the time of this whole earth 
We were the leaders. We need to get back there. We fell off. Somehow we got these niggas thinking we slaves, we less than, and we allowing them to continue to enslave us. And so once we figure out that we are great and hopefully we start acting accordingly, then hopefully we can be restored back to the kings and queens of society. I'm moving on, Brent. I know you hate my little black rants. Um, Smoke the dude said Porzingis trade with Dallas. Any opinions on that? Um, I want to see what Dallas is going to be like when he plays. It, it seems like it could be all right. I'm not too big on Porzingis, so but that Porzingis and Donick should be pretty good. People think it's like Steve Nash and Dirk Nowitzki in a way. Yeah, like a for, it's yeah. like the the 2.0 version, the bigger, yeah, yeah the like bigger the version, yeah. Too foreign. Well, Nash is Canadian, but you know, I guess that is foreign. It is foreign. He's not from here, babe. It's, it's foreign. And it, it just who what, won the trade? The the Mavs. Why? They got um, Porzingis and they got Tim Hardaway Jr., who's a solid player to add to the pieces they have. They did have to give up Dennis Smith, but it seemed like they ain't really they ain't fuck with. I thought he was gonna do more this year, but they. Ain't, Really fuck with him that much. They gave up what? A first round pick? Mm hmm I feel like the Knicks obviously did this for a reason. They no, was they trying did. to dump shit. They they trying to go after a big market guy. They don't want nobody in the way of them getting what they want to get. I feel like it could be a slight uh win for the Mavis, but I feel like the Knicks kinda won too. as far as opening up room. Yeah. They won too. They won too because the guy Porzingis did not want to be there. Yeah, I remember like even from the year you know I like D Rose. D Rose played on the Knicks that whole year. He was bitching about the organization. Mm -hmm. Then then the next year he got hurt. So like now he probably still was bitching about it. So they was like, look, we got to part ways with him. Let's get what we can get for him. Now we're gonna have money and a lot of just gonna be some good free agents out there. They're Maybe they're trying get, to go after Durant. They're trying to go after Kyrie. They're trying to go after they everything. Really get anybody? Don't nobody. That owner is a bitch. That's what that's what I'm saying. He's a like, bitch ass nigga. Like I just don't see it. But hey, I money wanna, talks. I would want to play for Fisdale. I mean, and it's obviously New York. You get to play in Madison Square Garden. But sometimes you have to think about the business side of this. Like, is is it really worth it? Like the shit that just goes on there. You know, the that's owner is shady than a bitch. That's what I'm saying. And when veteran old players don't even want to come and watch the games there, it's like, who really? You know, when you're in the NBA, you have a choice. They always can sell, though. Yeah, you do. They always can sell, like like you said, it's New York. And it's be, if you a, a big player comes there, it'll be the first time in a long time that the Knicks matter at all. Yeah. So you're going to be a huge deal. And if you get two of them to come, like if the Knicks are good, Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a big deal because they haven't been good since like the nineties, like like legit good. Yeah, they haven't even been on the radar. Right, that's what I'm saying. So they got things to sell people, but it's been so long. I just can't see somebody. They're not going even there. the best team in New York. The Nets are better than yes, them. the Nets are better than them. Yeah, the Knicks are like one of the worst teams in the league. They're yeah. clearly tanking right now, mm-hmm. and they're going to do it worse now because it's you know it's whatever. So we're gonna see. The the Mavs, um, they they may, I mean, they may feel like it's a win, which obviously it is a win because they've got the player that they want. But 
does it matter in the grand scheme? Like, what did you really win? Did you really put enough together to beat the Warriors? No, but you got to think. Denver? Nobody, Nobody's trying to beat the Warriors right now. They're just trying to build the roster they're, they're, Everybody's banking on the Warriors. Whenever they collapse. Demise. And Whenever they, they fall are, apart. Then they'll and they'll be ready. We built our team. Now they've fallen off. Their people left. Now it's our turn to take over. And that's what everybody's trying to do. They're loading up. They're loading their gun up. Ready for the next two yeah, years. They, you know, they're chilling right now, but they loading. they restocking. And that's what the Mavs plan is. You you know, they got them two two stars. Donick is balling. They're hoping Przingis comes back right, and they're going to see what it does. Okay. Um, DMXNEY, I don't know how to put that together, it wants to know about Anthony Davis Dad not wanting him to play for the Celtics after how they did IT. And, I mean, this is, this is pretty interesting because when you think about Isaiah Thomas and how great he played, he had two solid years, two solid good basketball years yeah. there. His sister died. More than solid, especially that last year. He the was, last year was incredible. He was MVP. Yeah, but I'm candidate. saying if you average it all out, like this is like a guy you want to keep. You, you, you right, I'm not right. saying give him the max, but you got to pay him. You got to keep him. He was proven to be a bucket yeah, on anyone, regardless of size, everything. He was a bucket. Right. His sister died. He played through it. He was injured as shit. Hip fucked he played up. Through sister it. died. Played through it. Just yeah. so happened to run into that man. Yeah, he wasn't. And lost. Yeah. And then when they saw an opportunity to sign Kyrie, they just dumped his ass. Right. And signed Kyrie. We were talking and you were saying, well, who wouldn't take an opportunity to get Kyrie? Why why wouldn't the owner do that? This is a business. And you're right. It is a business. And what you also need to understand is people like Anthony Davis will see your bad business moves on friends people that they probably consider family and say, go fuck yourself. I'm never going to play for your organization. It's already a rumor that the Celtics organization is racist, even though obviously it's difficult to not sign black players in the league, but there's a lot of rumors about the the, the Celtics organization just doing black players worse than they do white players. And I brought up to you that this is karma. All of this is karma. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, this is what I say. I, I get it. The business side. Do I agree with it? No. I feel like you should. Like Isaiah Thomas says, you should look out for him. He did a lot for you. Do something. But the cold, cold-hearted business part of it is like, look, we think Kyrie better than you. You're hurt. You're all, he was already 30 or 29. They're like, we're going to get Kyrie. See that's ya. the That's the cold-hearted, cold, straight-to-the-point business of it. But now... The karma's a bitch. Yeah, you get you get uh Kyrie. He's hurt the first year. Mm -hmm. You get um Hayward. Gordon Hayward. He breaks his shit the first game. Day one, first game of the season, breaks his shit. Now like it, it's like now Kyrie talking about he might not even come back. Now then Anthony Davis pop said he had never let him come there or never hopes he never comes there. Mm -hmm. And like it's bad vibes out for your whole. He's already put it out that he's open to four. Yeah, Celtics teams ain't even on the Celtics list. Not on the, yeah, so it's clear that they, he's not fucking with you, and it's probably something going on around the league with some guys that are just like, nah, that's kind of fucked up. What happened? Because it yeah. truly was. No, it was. It truly was a fucked up situation, and now it looks like Isaiah Thomas will never get a good contract. Mm -hmm. Scary Terry's gonna get his money. 
That's not the, that he doesn't deserve it. That's the that's the the uh, that's the tra- like how it's a tragic tale because like Isaiah did everything he was supposed to do Above to try to get paid. Above and beyond every, for an organization, he could have said, "You wasn't know Isaiah what, Thomas undrafted, or was he second round?" I think he was. I think he was second, drafted. He was second. But the round. thing is, he could have said, "I'm too injured to continue. Y'all got to do this without me." And then what? Would they be upset with him if he yeah. didn't play hurt? He would have just not been a fan favorite. But he played hurt. He damn near risked. He did risk his career actually. Yeah. For the organization, and this is the thanks he gets. Yeah. That's why you don't risk yourself for the organization. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. That's it. Ever in your life. Because it just, you know, these are billionaires. They're playing Madden. They don't care. They truly don't care at the end of the day. Mm-mm. So you got to get your money when you can. Uh, yeah. Unless you're a team's first round high draft pick mm-hmm. or they're a new free agent, they don't give a fuck about you, bro. DMX NEY also asked about John Wall. You heard about John Wall? Man, yes. What you think really happened? How he ruptured at Achilles? I think he was uh I think he was doing a Dougie down them steps. <laughs> nah, I don't know, but you can He just had heel surgery. You can, but that's what I'm saying. You can. He he got some shit done to his Achilles. It was probably like right before it tore. Like it was on like alert to tear. What he probably did is Cause I saw him on the sideline in the games, and he didn't have like a cast, mm-hmm. so he probably had a boot on. He probably was like, "Yo, nah, I can do without this boot around the house," and fucking did some and slipped and popped and, that bitch. and reacted fast, and that's all it takes to pop your shit. And now it's bad because you just had a surgery. Heal. You just had a heel surgery, which is scar tissue. Your shit got infected. Mm-hmm. So they had to go in to do some shit, and then you rupture your shit. So that's like two surgeries back to like your shit getting cut open so much. That's a lot of scar tissue. It just complicates shit even more. But, What's really complicated is that he still do one hundred and seventy million dollars, and here's how it breaks down. Next year he's getting thirty eight million. Two thousand twenty he's getting forty one million. Two thousand twenty one he gets forty four million, and two thousand twenty two uh, he gets forty seven million. What's complicated about that? For the team. Oh, yeah. so what you going to do with him? They Who's gonna going to pick him up? Who's going who's to take gonna that contract? They're going to pay him. That's what they're going to do. They're and he sits have to on the him. roster. They're going to have to pay him or let him go and still pay him. And then, you know, that's what it's going to no be. No one's going to sign him. I mean, let me just say this. He's missed a lot of games. Yeah. Lots of injuries. You know. You could pretty much chalk next season. Like oh, he'd come, done deal. He'd come late in the season, but it probably wouldn't even be worth it. They're, gonna, they're they, not even going to want him on the team. Yeah. They don't even like him. His team doesn't like him. They always talk about how they play better without him, and it's proven with the record. The record proves that they play better basketball without him. Are they still a, are they a good team without him? No, they're still not that great. But they do play better without him. Um, there's rumors that he doesn't get in shape anymore. He's just doesn't take his career seriously. Yeah. And um it, it's sad because what you what people don't realize is like he players like him um and and this is just my opinion. Don't don't take it any type of way. But he fucking up other people's careers. How? Because people come there to play with him. 
They expect a certain type of game. They expect him to be their point guard and to lead the team. And when that doesn't happen, then they got to go get somebody else. And now you can't get your shit like you want. Like, it just fucks up everything. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? And then it's like that fucks with other people's contracts. But you can't because he got hurt? No, because of his bullshit. Oh, I'm going to say. I mean, just can't his cause... play all around, his play and the injuries. You know, it's just seems like he's not taking care of himself. You can say that. Yeah. yeah. You can say that. Yeah. On and off the, the court. Yeah. And so it just kind of like messes with other people's money. Like, I, I hate it when I play with people that didn't take the game serious. I used to be like, sit your ass down. Yeah, but that's something you got to deal with in pro sports. I, will, I want the nigga off my roster, but their GM needs to be fired. Let me just say that. He's terrible. I just think he's horrible at his his uh, his game IQ. Like, the people he the signed. GM? Yeah, he doesn't know how to put a team together, I don't think. I don't think he understands, like, the – not only the skills that's involved, but the dynamics and the personalities. I mean, but can you really judge that? Yeah, you should be able to. If you have that job, then you should be able to. You should be able to manage personalities, and you should also be able to, like, eye talent and know, like, you know what? If I have this type of point guard, my backup should be this. If I have this type of center, like, you should be able to put pieces together, and their team just never... Just seems very incomplete and real, like just sketchy. Like they just went. It was all right, like a couple no, years ago. No, no. They just never even when was. They, they was even never when they make the playoffs, the, it's really because there was nobody really that dope in the East. They would make the playoffs. So they're good enough to make the playoffs. That's still not good. But they not ever. They were never going to beat the Cavs. It doesn't matter about beating the Cavs. Get out of the first round more than once. He's been the GM for what? How many years? And they got out of the first round once in yeah. the East. I mean, the He's East outside of the job. top is usually pretty close. Well, but guess what? You should, you have John Wall. You have all these people. You've paid all this money, and you're regular. You're regular. You're like mm-hmm. everyone else. Is that the coach? Could that be the they coach? They didn't change coaches a few times, you, too. Because if you were GM and you the, say, The constant right, is the GM to me. So, so I'm going to say this as a GM. You a GM. You signed John Wall. At the time, it was like, oh, he had a great playoffs. He's like, yo, this dude's one of the best point guards in the league. You signed Bradley Beal, up-and-coming two-guard, can shoot, mm-hmm. got an all-around game. Then you signed some other pieces. You know, you draft Otto Porter. You draft – Bust. He ain't a bust. I mean – He's solid. He, yeah. He a solid roster player. He can shoot. You got the Gortat. Not worth the money that they gave him. I don't give a fuck uh, yeah, what you yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ain't say he worth, uh, you know, that, that amount of money, but he's a solid I mean, he player. Obviously, let me not say not worth it. I'm saying I wouldn't. I would have tried to find me something better for that money. Yeah, but he's a solid player. Mm-hmm. He could go somewhere else and be a solid player on somebody else's team. It's just like you said, I feel like that team is, they don't, they're two best players for whatever reason, can't coexist, right? So... Because it seems like Bill is about the game and John Wall is about his stats to me. Yeah. So that's if it that's the like. problem. That's it, the GM. And you so, maxed him out. This guy that we're talking about, you maxed him out. You could, you should have got rid of him maybe. I mean. Once you realize that. He should have realized Wall is just about the money. 
Yes, or just not going to work well with the team. Like, I just feel like you're around these people. That was their God. That was the face of their team. Oh, (laughs) well. Do you want to win or no? Yeah. They don't. They thought Wall was one of the best point guards in the league. Well, guess what? You're right. He's the best Dougier in the league. Yeah, the mean Dougie. Man, and Dougie was sick. The Lakers have pretty much offered everyone (laughs) – but LeBron, Magic has even said he'll suit up. <laughs> Kobe has offered to come out of retirement so that we can at least have five. <laughs> and we've offered multiple draft picks, and the Pelicans have said no. Nah, we're not fucking with y'all, and we're not giving you Anthony Davis. Do they not understand they don't have the upper hand in this? You uh, do not have the upper hand. They cannot trade him to the And Lakers. they can lose him forever for nothing. It seems like they're willing to do that. That's fine. Because this year, we're probably not going to win the championship anyway. Yeah. That's they like, well, they're going to just have, we're not about to get him, Anthony Davis, because he asked out. <laughs> Maybe they, the owner putting his foot down. They're not even countering. That just lets you know right there that they're not interested in discussions. No, he has already not. said he don't want to be on the Celtics. He gave the Bulls, the Clippers. He said the Bulls? I think he said the Bulls. Well, he I think is he from said Chicago. The Bulls, the Clippers, and one other team that I can't remember, but. The Bucks. <sighs> he said the Bucks. Man, I just. I, well, my thing is this. If you take the entire starting five from the Lakers minus LeBron, what are you what are you doing? What are you doing? What do you mean? Did what? you see the team before LeBron got there? You talking about the, the Pelicans. Pelicans? Yeah. You want Rondo, you want Lonzo, you want Kuzma, you want Ingram, you want Yeah, he's Don- saying you they, want Zubi- it's pretty Zubat. much saying we not giving you Anthony Davis. That's what it seems like to me. It's like the Lakers, you can try and, and put all these packages together, but we're not giving them up, not to y'all. And so they're not going to do it because literally they gave them the whole fucking team. Damn near. So if you, like, what else can they do? I just, to me, it's just crazy because, I mean, obviously you can, you can put a team together. You know what I'm saying? You can make it happen. This year is probably a builder year, per se, a swap-out year for the Lakers. No one's going to fault them for even if they do make the playoffs and they lose in the first round. If they have Anthony Davis, there may be some shit with that. But if it's just LeBron and who they have, like, it's not enough. I don't care. And it will be tragic for LeBron to not make the playoffs first time and Lord, Lord knows how long. But – what is it? What are the so so are the Pelicans gonna get less from another team and be like, okay, well, we'll do that with y'all? Uh, that's what it looks like. Cause like I said, the Lakers get like you said, the Lakers said, we will give you our whole fucking team. It's nothing else they can do. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the NFL where they hold this high esteem on draft picks. Like, so they can throw them some draft picks too, but. They want six draft picks and the whole roster. Six. They, they really pretty much just trying to call call Lakers some bitches. Yeah, that's what like, they saying. Like y'all some bitches. Like we finna bitch. Y'all want them that bad? Well, then bitch, sell the whole farm. To sell everything. And that's just to me. You're creating your own karma. You're going to take an L because what you have to understand about the NBA is the players run this. 
they're eventually going to get what they want. You can be upset that he has chosen the Lakers. They took him out of the intro videos. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. They just, like, like what, what the fuck? The nigga was there for seven years. Seven years. You had seven years to find some pieces to build around him. You had seven years. He hasn't said a word in seven years. Model citizen. He ain't raped nobody. He ain't slapped nobody. He ain't disrespected no coaches, no players. He's been a great guy. Yeah. And this is the thanks he gets? Your rudeness? Yeah, they feel disrespected. Why? Because the guy's demanding a trade, he's tired of losing, and you get that right in the NBA. You actually get to be tired of losing. And so, you know what? I want to go over here. Here, I'll tell you where I'm going. And you're upset because what? Because you didn't do your job? Because they to be weak? Because you didn't do your job. They about to be weaker than they already and they're, are and they're gonna, a minute. And they're going to continue to be weak because they got a weak nigga mentality. You can't do this. You're going to lose. Yeah. You're going to lose. Even if he doesn't go to the Lakers, you're going to lose. You're I mean, maybe not ever- it's a beef between the owners that we don't know about. Maybe this nigga Pelicans owner really don't fuck with the Lakers owner. And he ain't about to get Jeannie Buss ain't got no fucking enemies out here. Maybe her fucking dad did, but she don't. She, How you mad at Jeannie Buss? Come on. Yeah. She's doing what Anthony Davis wanted to do. Ain't nobody put no gun to his head and say, hey, nigga, you need to come to the Lakers. He decided that. Just like Kyrie saying he wants to go to the Lakers and people think that he owes the, the Celtics something. No, he don't. He don't owe them a damn thing. No. They haven't even established that he's the guy. Now, nah, my ass. He's the guy. He's the guy, but not for real. What you mean, not for real? Do you ain't see that pat that play that last play where they yeah, passed somebody I mean, else? Yeah, that could be that a, tells that could you be just a player trying some okay, shit. Okay, then that means everybody's not on the same page. They should be on the same page that the last shot goes to Kyrie unless he says he don't want it. Unless they say as a team, you know what? They're gonna W. Let's try this. No, if the coach drew up a play to go to Kyrie and it didn't go to Kyrie, that lets you know everything you need to know right there. <laughs> they now rolling. Right. So either the players aren't listening to the coach or the co- and the coach don't care, something. Yeah. yeah so now he wants to leave. Now it's a lot of lame. This is, you know, I love Michael Rappaport because he's hilarious. But like I told you, a lot of people I follow, I don't agree with everything they say. And he's one of the people saying that if you're a Laker, you cannot try to encourage a Celtic to come and play for you. But nobody's talking about a Celtic saying he wants to play for a Laker. <laughs> That shit is done with. That rivalry shit is done. Yeah. What's, what rivalries are happening now are the ones that you see with LeBron and whoever that's on the Warriors. The two dynasties. Yeah, it was one with Toronto and Cleveland. Now, now LeBron's gone. It's over. All those old bad boy rivalries, that shit is done. Players have been friends since they were kids. Yeah. It's just a different era. <laughs> it's he, a whole he, different he grew era. Up watching a different era of basketball. It's done. Nobody hates each other because of the organization anymore. They hate you for if you gave them buckets or you disrespected them in some kind of way. Right. The team you're playing for matters none anymore. No one cares. Right. And the Pelicans need to get over it. He, he wants to leave. He doesn't want to be there anymore. You guys had seven years. You fucked up. 
You didn't get it done. You're bad. Take your L and leave. Get on. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Um, somebody asked me about new music. Just Mish, it looks like. You want to talk about any new music that you're into right now? No, I don't really have any new stuff I've been listening to right now. I've been listening to like older stuff and uh, the same stuff I've been listening to. That's it. I ain't listening to any new stuff yet. I'm listening to a lot of female R&B right now. Uh, y'all already told y'all about all the names of the female R&B ladies, but if you want me to run them down, I can. But I'm really just into R&B right now and the females. And, um, yeah, so I, if you want to, I'll give you a list of women. How about that? I'll, I'll do you a solid <laughs> and tell you some women that you should listen to. Let's start with... Zara Larson, Kalani, Normani, Colette Lush, Queen Nyjah, Kia Harper, Summer Walker, Ella May, Her, SZA, to name a few. Get you some R&B in your life, some ladies R&B. Just me, and you'll be just fine. Beloved update. I already got to that. This is deep underscore impact. Uh, he wants to know my favorite Jordans. Oh, what's your favorite Jordans, Brent? The ones? Uh, yeah, the one. No, yeah, the ones. Ones, then elevens, and then uh, fours. So obviously the twos are like my favorite. Probably, I like playing in them. Not necessarily how how they look, but I love playing in the twos. But my favorite all time is the eleven. Yeah, I got married in the elevens. Elevens are, are dope. I like the ones because they the look, ones are swaggy. Yeah, you just wear favorite. those, but the elevens are just they just kill the game. They're just a class. They like mm-hmm. the shit. You know. Am I ever coming to Canada? Well, I had a ticket booked last year <laughs> to come to Canada, and what it was happened? the day before that crazy man with the bus ran down the streets of Canada, running people over. Remember, oh. I was in New York, and you was like, "Don't go." Yeah. It's a terrorist attack. And I was like, oh, fuck. Right. So I ended up not going, but I will be making it to Canada. I've always wanted to see a Raptors game there. <clears throat> and I wanted to do the the whole Carabana thing, Carnival, whatever the shit they have there. But I never get to do it because Brent plays football. So whenever he retires, I'm going to go to that as well. Favorite song to work out to? Anything with Drake, Cardi B. I like that. Brent likes, um, what's those losers' names? <laughs> what losers? The losers you made me listen to. What? Mob Deep. Mob is Deep it Mob is Deep? losers? No, it wasn't Mob the dip Deep. The Dipset? Dipset. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Brent likes to listen to Dipset when he works out. No, I don't listen to it all the time, but I will. I'm cool. And they are not losers. I'm cool on Dipset. That dog. shit was dope. Are you Dip crazy? Says, Diplomatic right. immunity? Dipset, whatever. I'm Mob Deep it. is not whack either. Let's they're not. Check. Let's let's get together. They're not, but I don't like any of those two people. The Mob Deep or Dipset, I could never hear their music in life and be just fine. You tripping? Just saying, but I am a California girl, so I mean, there's that. Um, you big tripping. Pardon My Life, L-Y-F-E, wants to know about the AAF-NFL connection. 
Uh, should we boycott them? Uh, I'm going to speak on that a little later because I do have a couple of players that will be calling in to discuss the AFF, and I'll talk about that later, just so you know. Why were the Super Bowl ratings at an all-time low? DJ Corey May, 601. Why do you think the ratings were so terrible? Because that game was whack. Who knew the game was going to be whack before it came on? You? No. You didn't know it was going to nah, be nah, a nah, punting nah. competition. <laughs> you didn't know that shit a going into it. The fucking Rams averaged 35 points a game in regular season, damn near 30 in the playoffs. Nobody knew they were only going to come out there and shit the I bed. I don't know because I, I, everything I have been hearing is that the ratings have been better. No, it was terrible. All year? No, no. The play, the Super Bowl is what we're talking no, about. No, 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 no. I heard the Super Who Bowl. Who cares? We're talking about the but Super Bowl. But that's what Bowl. I'm, I, that was, I was making a point. I'm saying I, I really don't know why it would be worse if the ratings are doing well. People are saying, you know, a lot of black people are still protesting the NFL, not watching. Um, New Orleans um, oh, is one of the highest rated there you go. football. They, they have the lowest turnout in viewership in the, the, the state. Um, most that. of them were outside protesting. Um, and then I think um, a lot of people don't watch the game if they're not at a Super Bowl party. They just don't. And when, like, for example, how many people you think we had at our Super Bowl party? Like 30. I think it was a little more. 40 something? Yeah. So that's 40 more people that didn't have the TV on, just one TV on. Yeah. Like a Super Bowl party is true. And, you know, I think that the, 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 the NFL is just flat out losing ratings just because the league is just getting worse. It's getting weaker. You know, t- people want to talk about Tom Brady being the GOAT. Okay, cool. Tom Brady played bad, in my opinion. It was a, I give him a C. Yeah. I give him a C, and that's the best I could do. Goff gets an F. So you think the league is worse? Yeah. The but talent. You told me before the league is getting better. What do you mean the league is getting better? When I said the football was better before, you said it's, it was it's not. No, I thought you were talking about the Super Bowl when I said that. That's why oh. I said stick to the Super Bowl. Oh. oh, well. I just feel like the talent is weaker. The game is weaker. There's way more shit to do. There's way more shit to watch. People are over it. They can just look at the stats later and see if they won their money because everybody's just gambling anyway. It's just, uh, it's not that big of a deal anymore. The Super Bowl is not a big deal. Yeah, to a lot of people. I wouldn't have, I I throw a party every year, but I don't really watch, watch unless my team is playing. Yeah, you watch. I sat in front of the TV. I didn't even get to see the whole halftime show, all the commercials, but the game I was watching. Yeah, you were watching. That's because my team was playing, but usually I'm entertaining. I'm walking around, talking to people, kicking, catching up with my friends from high school and college and who cares? It's really just me trying to hang out with my friends at yeah, this point. Yeah, it's just a kick it. I don't really care about the game no more, for real. Yeah, it's just a kick it. Yeah, it's like, I could watch the highlights later. Who cares? It's not that big of a deal to me anymore. But the thing was, like, the last Super Bowl, mm-hmm. well, really the last two Super Bowls, like, mm-hmm. we had the Super Bowl party, were good games. Yeah. They were like this was a good game. It was just low scoring, boring, that type of boring. It was still close until the fourth quarter. You didn't know who was going to win. I mean, you could assume, but you don't know that. Let me put it like this. They were exciting games. Okay. The two before. Because of all the scoring. Yeah, it was back and forth. Okay. 
That's why. That's our opinion. Um, some what is this? Live from the three six chambers wants to know what actually matters for sports hall of fames. Basically asking like, does it matter like how good you were? Like what matters? Publicity, media, media votes you into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So is your media, how you relate to the media, obviously you got to make plays. Your team has to give you good pub. Mm-hmm. It's just about publicity. And obviously you got to be a good player. But the rest is just pub and media attention. Well, let me say this. the that's I'm going to say that's the NFL I don't agree with NBA. I think that they get it right a lot of times in the NBA. Well, I'm not saying they don't get it right in the NFL. Well, they get it wrong a lot because media should not be determining who's a Hall of Famer. They might. I don't know who determines Hall of Famers in the NBA. the media. In the NBA? Yeah, I believe so. But like we always say, a sport, you compare NFL to NBA, like the average person can watch the NBA and they might not know – all the details and what's a down screen and all that type of stuff. But they can tell this dude's a good player. The average person does not know who is a good defensive tackle or a good guard or a good corner in the NFL unless the media tells them. Right. So you're just basically going off of what the media says, which is a whole bunch of guys that never got pussy in high school. (laughs) They're losers. (laughs) I got so many friends in the media like, Fuck you, Miko. Listen, the overwhelming majority of you guys were fucking losers in That's high school. That's true. That's true. Corny niggas that couldn't hoop, that couldn't play no sports. So you went on the writing team, the debate <laughs> team. You wrote in the school yearbook and the school newspaper. And now, you know, you, they give these media jobs to anybody. You see on the radio, anybody can get a radio job talking about sports. You could just be a guy on social media that have, that's a big fan of the Dolphins and they'll fucking hire you on the radio. That's true. And suddenly you become famous because of your bullshit-ass takes yeah, and opinions that you gather from other get. people. And then next thing you know, 15 years later, because of your career with this team for this long, full of shit, you're a fucking Hall of Fame voter. Right. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Anyway, um... Patrick Mahomes, did you see him hooping at Lifetime Fitness? Yeah, I did. What'd you think of that? I thought it was a sweet move he did, you know, gave him a little hezzy. People were asking Got if he chose the wrong and... sport. No, I don't think you're that nice. No. <laughs> but, Wasn't that great, people? But he can, he can hoop. Like for, he... for a football player, because a lot of football players stink at basketball. I mean, fucking stink. Yeah. That's and true. He actually looks like he can play. Yeah, that was a he's, nice move. Yeah, he's not in the way. In the pickup game, a lot of football players are in the way. Yeah, that and was nice. the spin was perfect timing. Like yeah. it was like, oh shit, okay. Yeah, but no, nice. he didn't miss his calling. He didn't. <laughs> He's in the right sport. And I would only expect a baller like him to to play like that. To be yeah, honest, because if too. I saw something else, it would probably make me disgusted. <laughs> like, ugh, I don't even want to cheer for you in NFL no more. Gross. <laughs> Well, I'm glad. I'm glad he showed you some hoops here. Oh man, that was OJ underscore or underscore Neil that asked that question. Um, B T Elliot zero zero one wants to know about the civil rights leaders that we saw cooning at the coin toss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shit got real. Go ahead. This me, is J- why. See, go this, ahead, me. 
This is why I try to you tell know, y'all I'm not protesting the NFL because nobody else is. People are getting true. a coin. People are going to get the coin. Okay? Now, do I stand with Cap? Yes. I support him in the ways I choose to support him. You know, and would I have ever been out there at the coin toss if I walked with Dr. Martin Luther King? The fuck? No. That's almost like, yeah. it's just hustling backwards, dog. Like, you're a, if you're a civil rights leader, you're just not supposed to do that. And then for Gladys Knight to say she's done her, her duties as a civil rights leader in the past and now she should be able to sing. No, that's just not how it goes. You don't get to say, well, back in the day, I was a ride or die, and I've done my part, now I'm old, and I want this coin. No, we don't fuck with you, Gladys. You know, we don't. I don't appreciate any civil rights leaders back and backtracking and, and working with a man. Yeah. It's kind of like, just say, I'm doing it because I want to do it. Don't, don't bring up what you used to be like, what you used to do. That's like Dr. King coming and saying, well, you know, I marched in Selma, but I should be able to get this check from the NFL. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. If you're going to protest the NFL, then protest the NFL. If you're not, then, then just don't. I'm not protesting the NFL. I'm doing my part to support Kaepernick in the ways that I feel that I can contribute, ways that I'm comfortable contributing, and that's what it is. But to see... I think it was Andrew Jones. It, it, I don't want to name them. It was embarrassing. As soon as I saw it, I was just like, oh, my God. I know Martin Luther King is rolling over in his grave to see the homies doing this in Atlanta. Rolling over in his grave is always funny to me. Did you hear the Liam Neeson audio? No. I'll tell you a story. This is true. I'm not going to use any names, but I was aware when I came back. And she told me she had been raped, but she handled the situation of the rape in the most extraordinary way. But my immediate reaction was, I asked, did, they, did she know who it was? No. What color were they? She said it was a black person. I went up and down areas with a cosh hoping I'd be uh, approached by somebody. I'm ashamed to say that. And I did it for maybe a week, hoping some black bastard would come out of a pub and have a go at me about something, you know, so that I could kill him. Yeah, so what do you think about that audio? That's fucking crazy. It's crazy, right? Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Insane. So... Um, who is this asking me this? Uh, true story underscore E wants to know our opinion on that. He was literally out wishing just somebody black would just say something to him so he could kill them. It's crazy. That's fucking nuts. There's nothing else to say about it. But any that's black person crazy. doesn't have to be the person that raped his friend. Just a black person. I want to kill one of you guys for raping my friend. That's fucking crazy. Crazy, right? Yeah. And black people are always being accused of being the crazy. Like, we're the murderers. We're the killers. We're the psychopaths. Man. And we got people just really just mad that this woman says a black man raped her. How many times have we heard a white woman say a black man did something to her and found out she was lying? 
A lot. A lot. A lot, a lot. And yet here you are now wanting to kill somebody because your white friend got raped. Yeah. <sighs> and I love him as an actor. Yeah, he does I a great he was job. Say some taking shit. Are we supposed to take? Are we supposed to separate the the actor from the person like we do R. Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are we supposed to mute Liam Neeson now? <laughs> no, you ain't got to mute him. Hey man, listen, I'm trying to tell y'all, there are a lot of people out here that are low key racist. I think that's low key racist because would he go out looking for a white man if she said a white man raped her? Would he? Nah. He wouldn't. I don't think he would. I think he felt away because it was a black man. Why does it matter? It was rape. It's true. Like I said, there's no explanation other than it's fucking crazy. That's it. It's fucking crazy. Fuck you, Liam. Anyways, uh, so uh, Cordell Marley says Tom Brady is being compared to Jordan now that he has six rings. Who's the goat of both of them? Who's better? Michael Jordan. And why? Uh, other than he's just Michael Jordan, um, he plays basketball and is known for basketball. An individual can have a bigger say in it. Tom Brady, being Tom Brady, he's the it's shown he's the quarterback, but it's shown that game plan, uh, him. 13 to 3, like defense and stuff. Like, you know, a lot. Of, he's part of it, obviously. But no, he's not better than Michael Jordan. So the comparison is being made that no Jordan no plays best of seven to get his championships. Tom Brady has literally had nine game sevens, 19 game sevens, and has won six of them. I feel like Jordan would have did the same thing. <laughs> Straight up. I just feel like you can't compare basketball to football. You just can't. I you really can't. But it's kind of goofy in my opinion. Um, Tom Brady's white. <laughs> I mean, he's white. And he's extremely unathletic. That's what I'm saying. Like, and he literally does one thing. That's what I said. In the NFL, he throws a ball. I said, is Michael Jordan alone? Just that. Like, you got to no. play offense and defense. He's, Jordan's black. He does everything. <laughs> he has to be the quarterback. He has to be the running back. He does all the stuff that, you know, it's basketball. A and basket- Jordan never made it to a game seven, so... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Straight up. He actually didn't. So no, Tom Brady, respect you. You're a dope quarterback. You hats off. Mm-hmm. You've also lost in the Super Bowl. Jordan, Jordan never lost. And he lost to Eli. How many times? Twice. Mm. Yeah, we're gonna go with Jordan on this comparison, and um, no shade. Bowls. We'll we'll talk about the Super Bowl in a second. I guess. Do we need to talk about the Super Bowl? You can gloss over Let's it. Let's gloss over it. Okay, so my team lost. Um, I kind of felt like it wasn't our year, but I was cheering for them. Uh, I did not expect three points. Nobody at did. All. Uh, I also didn't expect 13 from the Patriots either. One touchdown and three field yeah. goals. It was definitely a punting competition. Shit was whack. Um, the halftime show was the, – the best part about the halftime show, in my opinion, was uh, Big Boy. He had about two minutes. Uh, fucking 
uh what's the what's the the corny weird nigga name that's with the kardashian uh travis scott, travis scott. had about four minutes but room five have great songs they do. i was entertained when the shirt came off that made it better <laughs> however it wasn't great so the show overall wasn't great no you just it wasn't like- black enough it wasn't black enough. You you like when he took his shirt off. That was cool. <laughs> that was I threw a flag, a red flag, challenge flag at the TV when he took the shirt off. Why? It was dope. It was a dope moment. Women, you ain't hear all the girls in the cabana screaming and shit. Where was you at? Shooting hoops. Shooting hoops. Well, the bitches, <laughs> we was front and center when he took that shirt off. But it just wasn't, I, I, I wouldn't go to a Maroon 5 concert. I wouldn't. I'm sorry. I wouldn't. You don't like Maroon 5? They're cool. I like them, but I wouldn't go to a concert, Yeah, is what I'm saying. And it was a Maroon 5 concert featuring two minutes of Big Boy and about four minutes of Travis Scott, essentially. So they were the headliners, Maroon 5. I mean, we knew that. Yeah. No black people, they couldn't get a black headliner. They couldn't get Cardi B. They couldn't get Jay-Z. They couldn't get uh, a few people, and that's okay. It just wasn't great. It wasn't at all. The game was dragging. It was slow. It was low scoring. It was raining a little bit in LA. It was 50 some degrees. Yeah, it was, man. It was just a weak ass day. Fuck the game, right? (laughs) Hats off to you for making that party come together. Thank you. Like it was fucking Wednesday here. And you were, we found out it was going to rain. On my flight to LA Wednesday, I found out it was going to rain on Sunday. And being resourceful like you are, you found a tent. We had a fucking canopy from doing your podcast your uh, podcast at the Drew League mm-hmm. to put over the, the, the food um, vendors. Food. I it put the just, weed, I had a weed bar, which is literally like, imagine a drinking bar. There was a weed bar where you picked your strain and pick, it was pre-rolls or you could roll your own. Yeah, had that, had a regular drinking bar. The weed bar was out of the elements. I like put it, the weed bar inside of my house and had them literally like giving the weed through like a window, yeah, like an ice cream just, truck kind of thing. You're just amazing, Meek. You pulled Thanks. that together. I you, did. You know, I, I try to help you out how I could. I put some shit together. You put the heaters together. The we heaters, heaters were key. Yes, major key of the party. Cause Shout I out Ty survive. for the help. Yeah. That, Shout out my friends from Cal State LA that came through to help me to get everything done as well. Yeah, it was, was a team a, effort by a lot cool. of people, and um, we do it every year. And I appreciate everybody that comes. Uh, I give out dope gifts this year. I gave out Apple Watches, Apple Watch, GoPros, and, Go and those. If you saw those boom boxes, I have the Supreme one and the the the, the Fresh Prince one by Brent. I gave out two of those as well to winners of our games that we play. And yeah, um, it was awesome. a, it was a good party. Terrible game. Terrible, terrible game. Super Bowl. It, it was a good party for the conditions for a lesser person. That party would have been canceled. But Meek is amazing, <laughs> and she pulled together a dope party. Yeah. Shout out to you. Your Thank team you. lost, but you won. <laughs> Thank you. Be amazed. B e a m a s c three nine wants me to discuss B Smith. Um, and her husband moving his white bitch in while he's taking care of her. Um, you know who B. Smith is? No, I was just about to say, who is that? So B. Smith um, 
it's annoying that people call her the black Martha Stewart because she's so much more than that. B. Smith was a supermodel who also was an author who also opened several food uh, chains of restaurants. Uh, she's a TV host. Uh, she was She's 69 years old right now. She's from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She is married to Dan Gatsby. They got married in 1992. So she's 69. Okay. Yeah. Um, B. Smith is extremely wealthy. Okay. Um, and in, I want to say, I think it was 2008, was uh, Dan Gatsby, he has a daughter, who told uh, them that he thought that B had Alzheimer's. Okay. And come to find out she did have Alzheimer's. And so slowly she's losing her memory. Mm-hmm. Slowly she's forgetting who her husband is. She's forgetting who she is. She's forgetting a lot. And her conditions have deteriorated over the years. And so what has happened is Dan has decided to date other people. Okay. He takes care of her. She lives, B. Smith lives with him in the home that they, they have a couple of homes together. They live in the home together. His daughter who B raised as her own is there also from time to time to help take care of her. Takes about, they said something like damn near 30 to 40 minutes just to get her clothes on her every day. And um, so he decided he meets a white girl named Alex, German bitch, mm-hmm. and uh, moves her into the house with them. That's kind of creepy. You want to say that in the mic? I said that's kind of creepy. And so he says that B doesn't, understand that he is even her husband still so he doesn't see what the problem is well black people are upset that this is a white woman that Mm -hmm. is basically living off of b's money she lives in the house with them she's enjoying the fruits of b's labor they are fucking in the house (laughs) yeah that's why i said it's creepy i mean i guess i can i get like you know She's not herself anymore, and maybe you know you're dating somebody else, but to have it in the same house, it just seems kind of creepy. Well, there's a guy named Andy Warhol, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Shout out. No, no, did I get that wrong? He's a black guy. Oh, just yeah. anyways, let me get the name right because he's uh Paul Wart Wharton. Okay. Paul Wharton is his name. The only reason I even I know him from the fashion shows and all that stuff, but he's on my friend Sarah Fraser's podcast a lot, and he's friends with B Smith. And so he went to some stuff in the Hamptons that was going on, like parties in the summer. You know, all the rich illegals hang out in the Hamptons, and he was doing a selfie video with his friends in the pool, and he captures a video of Dan, the husband, and Alex, the side bitch, in the pool making out, slobbing each other down. B is there or whatever, too. And he says that the next day or whatever, they were at like a dinner or something, and and B. Smith reached to get something off the table. Apparently, she's not good at grabbing things. She drops things. She has these issues. And the bitch, Alex, slapped her hand and told her to put it down. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty weird. If that's my mama... And this bitch put her hands on my mama, fade <laughs> on sight. Okay? Second in- incident Paul brought up was that the husband, Dan, was doing an interview 
Alex is right next to him. And Dan talks about how amazing B is. She's the most amazing, most beautiful, most this, most that, like just bigging her up. And his bitch, Alex, that kind of shoved, nubbed him and was like, why are you saying that in front of me? Shit. There's some problems. I think they might be beating B behind closed <laughs> doors. I would not want this bitch in my house. If you want to fuck her on the side, yes. I, I don't know what it's like for somebody to have Alzheimer's. I can understand how you feel like you have lost your wife. Yeah. I get it. Fuck her in a that's hotel. What, that's what I said. Fuck her at her house. That's what I said. It's creepy when you said that they're in the same house. I can get the other part. But the same house and living there is kind of weird. And... Paul said there is moments where he can tell, like, obviously, if you have Alzheimer's, there's a lot of in and out of, of, of reality for you. And he says that he can look in her eyes and tell that there's moments where she realizes what's going on and she's cutting her eyes and she's angry and she's making faces. You know, she she knows. Yeah, because that's still how still herself. It's how it works. Like, you, you might not have that many moments, but you do have moments where you are yourself. And they're calling her. Oh, she's like a child. Like, OK, cool. So go. Fuck out of the child's house. This is her house. Yeah. This is her castle. That's, that's weird. That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. And you just throwing it up in her face and he's like, oh, she doesn't even know that Alex is my girlfriend. Like, dog, I hope she killed both of y'all. Yeah, that's weird. That's <laughs> that was weird. rude. Okay, that's that was rude. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> that situation is very weird. That's That's going to be like a Netflix story or something. Disgusting. I'm disgusted with it. Um, Bow Wow was arrested along with his girlfriend for domestic abuse and simply Dom, D-O as in zero, Dom, wants to know our opinion on that. Do you know anything about this? I I heard on the Breakfast Club that he was getting beat up by a girl and they were trying to make fun of him because he ran away. Why is everybody laughing? Because if he would have bitch, he would have knocked her the fuck out. Because it's just what people do. Yeah, but you know what? He did the right thing. We don't even know what he did. We only know what was said. We yeah. don't know. All we know is with the mug shots, he looked like he lost. <laughs> he looked like he got fucked he up. He looked like he lost, and every man should look like they lost in any domestic dispute. To me. Yeah. I don't believe women should put their hands on a man. I do not. I believe if you hit a man and he hits you back, that's what you get. Right. I truly believe that. Do I want my son hitting women? Absolutely not. But if a woman hits him and he naturally reacts and knocks her out, I'm going to be like, you're bad, little girl. Yeah. You're bad. But Bow Wow appears to have done the right thing, and now we all got jokes because he's a lame. Yeah. That's just how it goes. He did the right thing. You just got to take the jokes. If He, he, he did the right thing and not putting his hands on the girl. Because if he put his hands <laughs> on the girl or he won the fight, he would be in bigger shit than he is now. He just got to take some jokes for a couple of days. But I don't like we joke about it. It's just what it is. It's the, it's the it's way social media is. It's almost like it's funny, like, like he didn't do the right thing. No, it's not if he didn't do the right thing. He just got to get these jokes because that's just okay. how social media is. Okay. I don't think it's funny. I just don't like it at all. I don't think uh, Bow I think Wow's lame. I think a lot of corny shit about him, but... I just not okay with any woman putting their hands on a man, period, no, or the other way around. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. But and he did the right thing. And no, they shouldn't joke on him. But it's going to happen. Yeah, that's just what's going to happen. Yeah, big two, number two, small wants to know. Uh, 
the move I made to play overseas, the adjustments, leaving home, experiences, treatment, and how I ended up in Atlanta. Well, I went overseas because I I tried out for the Phoenix Mercury. Uh, I was balling like a motherfucker. And you could tell, this is, keep in mind, this is the year 2000. This is 19 years ago when the league was first getting off the ground. And at that time, the league was really boyish. They really wanted manly women that looked like men, Mm -hmm. that, you know, played like men, that, you know, went to big Division one schools. I was a Division two girl. I was pretty. I was, you know, I, I still wore Daisy Dukes. I still wear Dukes now. Let me stop acting like. <laughs> but, you know, I just didn't fit the WBA at the time. And I could just tell I was going to be on the bench. Yeah. And so my agent was like, you know, there's some teams calling you from overseas. They have three times the money. I was like, excuse me, say what? <laughs> say what now? So, yeah, so I took my talents overseas. Um, it was very lonely that first year. I was the first year I went to Wellington, New Zealand. I cried a lot. I sang You Are Not Alone a lot. Um, there was, at that time, you know, there was a lot of emails. That's how you communicate with your friends. There was not any texting going on at that time. Um, so it was lonely for me. It was a lot different, you know, just everything was different about playing ball overseas, but I wouldn't change it. The only thing I would change is how soon I retired, how soon I quit. Because I quit for a family that don't even give a fuck about me to this day. So that kind of pissed me off. But I loved playing overseas. I loved the experiences. I love to travel. I love to see different countries, different people. I like to try different food. I had a great time. Um, As far as how I was treated, um, I was treated well. I was a black woman, so everybody assumed I was there to play basketball because there was usually only one of us on the team. The adjustment was difficult as far as language. I played in China. I lost so much weight over there eating bullshit that they tried to tell me was chicken and beef. No, no, this no. I ain't never threw up eating chicken. I am black, okay? <laughs> this ain't chicken. So I lost a lot of weight because I ended up just eating rice and eggs and bread. Mm-hmm. and tea and I was just I was damn near a vegan outside of the eggs yeah and so you know I, I enjoyed China but I hated the experience I loved Istanbul oh my god my favorite country it was a great experience for me um and how I ended up in Atlanta was 2006 I uh came back from Spain and I got invited to the vet camp for the LA Sparks um Johnny Buss is Jerry Buss's son. He owned the Sparks and he gave me an opportunity to play uh, as a veteran for the Sparks because I was going to retire. And he was like, why don't you come play in the WNBA one last year? You know, you're a great international player. Some of my young players could really use your expertise. And it was really just going to be a veteran opportunity. I didn't really know how many minutes was going to be involved, but I went to vet camp and I hurt my foot and they was asking me to do some type of surgery. And I, at that time, I was just like, you know what? I don't really want to have surgery. I never had surgery before. And I was 33 years old. And I was like, you know what? I just want to go into my second career. And so I auditioned for a job, uh, for a radio job with Dennis Scott, 3D After Dark on 790 The Zone in Atlanta. I got the job. And that's how I moved to Atlanta. And Brent moved there the exact same year. We didn't even know each other at the time. No. Nope. Both came there in 2006. She came looking for me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what a dickhead. Speaking of dickheads, uh, Tannehill hasn't been released yet. <laughs> Damn. But the Big Sky Theory wants to know our opinion on 
the, the turnaround. You know what was so funny to me is uh, the last... <laughs> Fuck him and his bitch ass wife. Oh I'm so happy God, that I dude. shit on them two fuckers. I, I can't say that Ten Hill's a racist, but I do believe his wife is a racist, and that just makes him a racist too. Boom, there it is. Uh, she called me every name in the book except a nigger. Mm-hmm. She ain't that brave because I'd have beat the shit out of that bitch. Uh, she didn't say it to my face either. She said it to other people. And she did, ha- you know, I, I, I got text messages from people, screenshots of the bullshit she said. She did apologize once. And we squashed it. Remember, Brent? I do. We went out to dinner. I tried to I tried to squash it. I tried to, you know, come together like butt cheeks for the betterment of the team. And then the bitch got mad and just assumed that I was going to quit my radio job and not talk about her husband anymore because we were friends. Bitch, get the fuck out of here. No. She went to the front office talking shit. Her man was talking shit. Fuck them. And a couple of fans, not even a couple, a lot of fans were like telling me, you're crazy if Tannehill gets released. It's like two years ago. If he gets released, he's going to be the biggest free agent in the market. They said it last year. Now here it comes. Do you think Tannehill's going to be a biggest quarterback free agent out there? No. Nobody even wants him. That's why they couldn't get him traded. Nobody Somebody wants him. him They'll pick him up. Yeah, but nobody but cares. it's not like, yo, it's the Tannehill sweepstakes. Or yeah, nobody wants him, as you can see. Nobody wanted him but Miami then either. They lied to y'all. He has been a bum since day one. He has been a receiver since day fucking one. Yeah. And the minute he's off the roster, Brent Grimes is eligible to come back to the Miami <sighs> Dolphins. The end. You're stupid. Um, moving on. This okay. So Des only one two o two wants to know what's next for me. I guess this ain't enough for him. There's only one me. I should be on a bigger platform. Tell my famous friends to put me on. Tell your famous friends to put you on. He doesn't know. <laughs> First of all. A lot of my famous friends can't even let people know they're my friend. They're yeah. scared to lose their jobs. That's just the reality of the situation. People that attach themselves to me are brave and financially free for the most part. Because what happens is when you attach yourself to someone as, as outside the box as me, you have to handle that. When somebody asks you questions and a lot of people that have other people, you know, in their pockets where they need certain companies, corporations, whatever to pay them, they will not support me in the way that they do behind closed doors. They even go uh, behind my back and sabotage me (laughs) a lot of times. A lot of my friends are in competition with me, so they won't support me. I have all these people in my DMs that talk to me outside of my social media that don't even post my link to my podcast because they don't even want anybody to know that they even listen to it. So there you have it. I'm doing this shit on my own and with the help of people that actually really truly support me, which is not a lot of celebrities. No. They don't. You ain't gonna need it though. Nope. You a G. I'm a G. And You're even, the best at what you do, Meek. And even if I don't do this, I'm going to be fine. It's not like it pays my bills. <laughs> Whatever happens, you straight. Yeah, I'm straight. You're so free. I do this for the love 
of what I do, just yeah. so you guys know. He's straight. No and I'm what. I'm so used to people shitting on me and taking jobs from me and cutting me down that it's it's just normal now. It's just like wow, this is normal. Two black people running for Democratic for president, Democrats in 2020. Sketching hands wants to know about Kamala Harris and Cory Booker. I told you about Cory Booker, right? Hmm. He's a vegan. You cannot be a vegan and be the president. I don't give a fuck if it's for animal rights or if it's for food rights. For for the like, you can't. Why not? The the Food and Drug Administration, the pharmaceutical companies, the meat industry, the dairy industry, <laughs> all of them go hand in hand with being the president. Yeah, you're gonna have a lot of shit. Like you got a lot of people that's not gonna be happy with you. Being he's a, he's not gonna he's he don't have even have a black agenda yet. He's not black. He's just a pre, a guy that's running for president. He's Obama probably. That's vegan, though. It's yeah, cool. Yeah, when you think about it, it's no way a vegan's going to be the president. Kamala Harris. Uh, don't know a lot about her, but I do know I'm not voting for her. I'm not voting for anybody, actually. I changed my stance. I know I told y'all I was going to vote for the next four years. I quit. <laughs> not doing it. And I'm sorry. And the reason is, and I do believe voting helps. I have learned that. Mm-hmm. The local government shit, it truly does help. Yeah. I agree. However, fuck all of them because one w- as soon as I couldn't believe right after I voted and that bitch ass nigga Bush died and the same people I voted for that swear they pro black that swear they for us was sending their condolences to the Bush family and what a great president he was. You bitch ass motherfuckers. It's politics. Fuck, so right. So. <laughs> At you the mean, end of the day, I'm done. Politics I, no, 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 no. I understand it's politics. I'm saying to me, there should be a grind. You don't need to put that tweet out. It's not important. You're doing that so that everybody can see, hey, look, I'm still on board with the white man with what we're all doing. We're all congratulating the Bush family and what a great president he was. Fuck that nigga. It's politics. So, yes, yeah, so I'm done voting. Fuck everybody. Y'all, y'all on your own now. You're on your own. I can't vote for nobody. If if a if a if a president or if a politician comes forward and says 9-11 was an inside job, you got my vote. <laughs> yeah, you'll be. And in if you line say dairy that. causes cancer, you got my vote. That's how you can get it. Mm-hmm. If you're not a real nigga, and that don't mean you gotta be black. Because there is a woman that just talked about, uh, she's running for president, a white woman, who's talking about getting reparations for black people. I respect her. But until she says 9-11 was an inside job, she I'm all for She ain't got my vote either. Fuck all y'all. Um, creating passive income, books to read on financial literacy. This is whatever underscore cash. Okay, so follow raspy underscore Rollins. Also follow um, what's my other guy's name because I'm not I'm not the person to do all I, I follow people that tell me things to do I, and 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 let me just say this I don't agree with everything they post raspy underscore rawls r a s p y underscore r a w l s is a great follow for that um, also um, one second Derek Grace two. Spelled out T-W-O. Derek, D-R-I-C-K, Grace, T-W-O. Follow him. He is a great person. He discusses financial literacy. He, he discusses the black dollar, some of the things we should be doing. 
uh, to increase um, our income. They have books that they've written. They also have books that they suggest. If you follow those two people, I promise you, you won't go wrong. Okay, whatever, underscore cash. Uh, Tory Lanez versus Dream Doll. You heard the diss tracks on both of them? Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Yeah, they were funny. Tory Lanez, I love him. I don't care. I don't care about the hairline. I don't care that he's so happy that he's finally on tour with Drake after all the dissing. I love all of his diss tracks. I love his music. I also love how Cash Doll came back and smacked the bullshit out of him. She talked about that nigga trying to suck her toes <laughs> through her sock. She talked about that nigga wanting a threesome with a nigga. Yeah, that ain't funny. no threesome, nigga. That's gay. She flame brawled that nigga. And that's really what hip hop is. Unfortunately, I'm not sure if either one of the disses were true. It might not be. It's just a diss. It's a that's diss track. That's my problem with hip hop. It's like, if it's not true, is, is it really who won? How do you say who won? I mean, you don't know. It could be true. You know. We don't know. But necessarily, it doesn't have to be true. It's Cash Doll won. And the reason I say she won is because she retaliated quickly. And he had like maybe one or two lines about her. She flame broad that boy. A lot of the times the person that goes like the person that's responding, like a lot of times usually gets the best. Yeah. Well, he shouldn't. His shot wasn't even at her. He was shooting at Don Q, Mm -hmm. who she's smashing, I guess. And she flame broad that boy. So uh, plus one dream doll, in my opinion. And that's. Maja Fo, M A J A P H O. Hey, uh, the All Star Draft. We should do a mock draft. Says F U I M A M A N. I'm cool. <laughs> this is for the All Star, by the way. Yeah. All Star Draft. I'm cool. The guys are gonna vote. It's a popularity contest. We already know that, and it's yeah. okay. It's really okay. All right. The only problem that I have with it is how the NFL used their Pro Bowl to. Uh, conduct business with it the nba does it but you can tell when someone's been snubbed you can't tell in the nfl you should be in the pro bowl every year brent but if your team's not good you're not gonna make it it's a popularity contest it's a fun game you can't play a fun football all-star game you can't it's impossible the nba can and they have a lot more events the the pro bowl is trying to Pick it up. They did a lot of skills challenges. They did a lot of cool stuff this year. But the NBA All-Star Game is going to be fun. It always is. Three-point contest, Steph and his brother are going to be in it. Yeah. It's going to be cool. Dunk contest. I'm hoping some cool people dunk in it. I, I don't care. Right. I'm just going to watch. No no shade, but I don't, I don't really care. Who in the NFL is the most upfront as far as who just doesn't lie as much and is brutally honest? This from Crush Paradise. As far as front offices, who, if you had to pick an organization where you was like, you know what, if you want, to, if you want to keep it a buck, a team that's gonna shoot you straight, whether they fucking with you or not, they're not gonna, you know, do any undercutted business on you. They're not gonna shit on you. Who would you say that is? <laughs> no one. No team. I would say maybe like. The Patriots seem up front, but then they'll still do some snake shit to you, too. So it's really nobody. No one. Absolutely no one. Everyone's lying. Everyone's undercutting players. Everyone's doing the fuck shit. 
that you don't because it's a you're business. bound to later yeah it's a it's a dirty business a dirty business game. doesn't have to be dirty no it's but a it dirty is. it's a dirty game it's a dirty business every you can't trust no one you can't trust your you can't even trust your fucking quarterback you're a receiver let me tell y'all something these motherfucking quarterbacks going to meetings with the coaches and shit and they be like now listen this here receiver he's up for a contract next year we can't afford him so what we need you to do is not throw to him as much. Yeah. We're going to either need to get him the fuck out of here or we need to lower the amount of money he is anticipating because what they can do is at the end of the contract, like they try to do to you, Brent, they look at your stats and say, well, you aren't really that great and you're getting older, but as a player, you can't be like, you bitch-ass nigga, y'all have to try not to throw me the ball as much. Right. That's what really happened. Speaking of this, I have some audio from um, cocaine, one of the cocaine cowboys, Michael Irvin, that I want you to hear. We out here, I gotta ask you something. Cole Beasley made some comments about Jerry Jones. Basically said that the main offense, the front offense, dictates who gets the ball. And a lot of people are saying, yo, like, I think Cole gotta go. Like, no, it doesn't mean Cole has to go. And I don't think Jerry's that petty because he understands frustration comes out of the the ability to want to do better. He wants to do better. Cole Beasley wants to make more plays, more catches, so he's allowing his frustration to get the best of him. It's impossible in this game to set set who you want to catch passes because the the defense dictates that. It's impossible. It's just frustration coming out. Now, is there an order? Yes, there's an order. It's Amari Cooper, it's Michael Gallup, then Beasley and the rest. There's an order. Never should Beasley be in front of Amari Cooper. Never should he be in front of Michael Gallup. And and what he has to do is stop looking, let me tell him, stop looking at Julian Edelman and expect to have the kind of year Julian Edelman has. The Patriots play the game inside out, Cole Beasley. The Cowboys play it outside in. The only way you catch pass like Edelman is you go to New England. Right now, you're in Dallas. <laughs> so what do you think of that? It's so crazy that he could he would say that it's impossible to dictate who gets the ball and then not, not. 10 seconds later say, it's an order. It's you an know? order, right? <laughs> like, it's a coach. So you're just saying that it, it is. You literally just said that there's a way to dictate who gets the ball because it, if it was about the defense, it would be about the defense. It would. It would be. It would be whoever's open. It wouldn't be. Oh, we're going to Mark Cooper. It's like, yo, I'm gonna scan and then throw to whoever open. Yeah. No, Why? you you telling me you really gonna sit there and say we paid somebody. Uh, just say you pay somebody fifty million. Y'all not gonna try to get this dude the ball? Mm-hmm. I think the Peruvian marching powder. <laughs> shout out AG on IG for that. The Peruvian marching powder has him. It's like it seems like every time he opened his mouth, Jerry Jones got his fingers up his ass, and he's using him it's- as a puppet. He's like the company man. Whatever he says has to be cleared by Jerry Jones. It's so crazy that like it. I He's mean, got Jerry Jones wrinkled cock up his ass. Like, why is he so cowboyed out? Like, you're not a because cowboy I think anymore. that Jerry Jones has hooked him. One of whoever his boyfriend is right now, he probably Jerry Jones probably hooked him up. 
Jerry got to know what's going on with Irvin because there's no reason. He be sweating hard than a bitch when he commentates on the Cowboy games, when he does the halftime shows. It's like he really thinks he's a part of the organization. It's no other, like, it's other people on the the, uh, panels that they be doing that played on teams. Like, like Tony Gonzalez played on different teams, but you don't Mm -hmm. see him spazzing for the Chiefs. Yeah. You don't see uh, Lindadian Tomlinson going crazy for the Chargers. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? It's just like, what's wrong? I think Jerry Jones, I'm telling you, they way too close. I think they got a personal relationship or something. I don't know. But I think Michael Irvin need to relax because you absolutely control the game. You you can control if a running back gets the ball. What is he, what is he talking about? The only about? position you can't control is on defense. Is you this- can control the D-line. They make a game plan. Yes, there's an actual game plan where they say, this how many times we're going to throw to this person. And I've already proven to you how they can out certain receivers just so that they don't get the money they deserve the next year. Right. Flat out. Right. It happens every single year. I can't believe he said that. What a fucking idiot. So, yeah, uh, back to our point. Who was we talking about? Mike Orton. No, there was a there was a question about the upfront part. That was uh, crushed paradise. Yeah, you said no one. No one's upfront. They all gonna lie. Look, and they even got their homeboys lying for them um, on the mic. So if you just contradicted itself, it was crazy. Stop snorting so much coke, dog. Relax. Uh, who was this right here? All star game voting, popularity contest. Is it a popularity contest with fans? Should the media have to a say in the fan contest? Should the fans also vote for MVP, Sixth Man of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, etc.? This is Maz Gov Money. We know who he's fan of. Do you think that the fans should control everything? No. Why not? Because they're idiots. Because if they'll just the fan, vote for their favorite players. Yeah, and it would be like this. Like, take I'll just use an extreme example, and not saying he wasn't good. Yao Ming, right? Mm-hmm. Yao Ming was a good center. He was would lead in like all star votes because he have all the China voting for him. Mm-hmm. So if you have fans voting, just use this example because he'd be, extreme, MVP he'd be the year. MVP every year because he would have all the China voting for him. Yeah, that was a stupid question, but I wanted to laugh at this person <laughs> he was very passionate in his typing i could tell he was really serious about it. he's upset because his homeboy uh donkick don luca or whatever luca i think he's upset that he ain't getting his just because luca donick is not an all-star i think he's playing on the uh he's not the starter it's, it's a little tricky what's going on oh. with the votes and everything but listen fans you guys are good for the preliminary voting and all that stuff, but relax on all the real awards, okay? We need real people to vote for these, and I know the media has a say in it also, but the players do as well. So I rather it, I really wish it was just majority player voting because mm-hmm. at least then you can look at your peers in the eye and say, you bitch-ass niggas. Right, 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 right. You know? So uh, moving on. Todd Gurley. This is from DMXNEY. Again, hey, what up? He wants to know, he said that, Todd Gurley was hurt. People were saying he's hurt, but he thinks he just didn't show up. First of all, you got to actually get the ball to not show up. Right. First that of all. That was weird. Second of all, they clearly didn't want to let us know he was injured. He was hurt. He was hurt. He's hurt. He has to be. 
If he wasn't, he would be bitching to the high moon. Burn! You would hear howling if he was not injured and didn't get the ball in that moment. I I don't care how great of a teammate, how Mm -hmm. humble or unselfish you are. If you're Ty Gurley, you're an MVP level player. And okay, one game happens that you, you get not a lot of carries. You might eat that one. You might be a little pissed, but you might not say nothing right. to anybody. But that second time it happened, you snapping. You snapping, and then it happens again. Yeah, it's, it's stuff going to be said. He's injured. Golf was injured as well. I found out shoulder injuries. No excuses. We right. lost. Right. We lost. I don't give a fuck. You you go with who you got. Right. Gurley was not ready. I'm not sure that it would have mattered. They had a better plan than us. Clearly. We knew he was injured, and we didn't come up with nothing better. We I, had Anderson. He did his best. When I think about it, the Rams, like, you you, you see the Rams score a lot of points, and you see them throwing the ball, and you hear about golf. But they really run. run the they ball. run the shit out of the ball. And that sets up That plays. does everything for them. Mm-hmm. And, and just watching the Super Bowl, the Patriots just said, y'all not going to run the ball on us. Mm. Yeah, they didn't. They made golf beat them, and he couldn't. He couldn't. Flat out. Just like we made Tom Brady beat us, and we couldn't. Yeah. He beat us. Yeah. He made important plays. He made more plays than golf. Yes, and no, it wasn't a lot one, of them. Neither one of those quarterbacks where you'd be like, yo, they balled. But no, they both he, were he not He made great. more plays he, than golf, as he should. He's played in the league for 50 years. And he has a better coach. Right, right, right. It's just better. Uh, just like Aaron underscore wants to know, Nick Foles being awarded his bonus despite being four snaps short of his incentives. Racist. <laughs> Wait, what? That's racist. How is it racist? They don't do that to black people. Ooh. How he get his incentives, Brent? How? Because they saying like, uh, you, you, uh, being a backup, you won a Super Bowl for us. And you pretty much saved this last season for us, too. Racist. <laughs> fuck out of here. Nick, you that nigga, but fuck out of here. You shouldn't have got that shit. They fucking, you know how they do them incentives, my nigga. You know how they did you. No. Nah, they I'm, wanted down to the minutes of, of <laughs> your incentives, right? Yeah. Is it not down to the minutes of time and all that shit? Yeah, it I is. Know. I mean, it is dissected, my guy. Yeah, but he did win him a Super Bowl. And that's what he should have got paid for, the Super Bowl. Um, we're done with the fan questions, and it is we, we, we two and a half minutes in. I need to get this off. Uh, Steve Smith, um, was people were trying to flame him and talking shit about him not winning a Super Bowl. And so um, – this is what he said. The power of the NFL is unmatched. These owners have fans thinking their life has been unfulfilled if they don't win a ring while being a pro. There are players that believe this as well. That's equivalent to a Sam's Club manager. This is my opinion right now. That's equivalent to a Sam's Club manager um, feeling like his life was incomplete because he never won the big-ass store with hella bulk items um, trophy award while working there. Why can't people understand this a business? Steve Smith, well, his comment said was, I have $35 million in the bank. 
my wife bad than a motherfucker. <laughs> I got every car I've ever wanted. I got multiple houses. My family is straight. A ring could never replace any of that. Right. None of it. There are fans that feel like their life isn't complete unless their team wins a Super Bowl. So I can, I can only imagine why they would think a player's life is incomplete. Like, do y'all not understand? No, they just can't imagine being said player and being that that's their job. Like, their job is playing a sport that you think is just like, you know what I mean? Just everything. But that's their job. You know, so he did his job very fucking well. Extremely well. He can't. It's a team sport. He can't really control, especially at wide receiver. He can't make his team win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. But he did his fucking part. He did his fucking part, and he did a damn good job of it. Both teams that he played for. Right. And he went out like a G. He went out with his head still on his shoulders. Right. He's commentating now. He's still got his freedom. I love that he's still himself, as even though he does, you know, some media stuff now. He's still the same nigga. Right. And I fucking love it. Yeah. Last question. Um, I forgot I skipped this one, but um, who was this? Uh, AF NFL Connection. Uh, pardon my life. Uh, I wanted to let you guys know that I do have two players that I spoke to today, and I did interview them. One is Will Davis, and one is Anthony Johnson. Uh, they are both current uh, players in the AAF. And I spoke with them about the league, um, how they got to the league, and what their goals are in the league as well. And so I want to end the podcast here because um, I'm not going to be saying anything after the interviews, but. I just wanted to thank you guys for listening. This is a long-ass episode. It's going to be over three hours, I believe, once this interview is kicked in. But please listen to it. Please support this league. And the reason I understand a lot of you guys follow me because of the way I shit on the NFL. And I'm going to continue to shit on them until they do things better and they treat the players better. But for me, personally, I am not going to boycott the NFL until the players decide to boycott the NFL. That also includes the AAF. If this league is going to employ people that look like me, that literally their dream and their only focus in life is to play football because what we all know is a lot of players don't have a plan B. Their plan A started when they were kids and they focus solely on getting to the NFL. It doesn't always work out. This league is something that can give them another opportunity to A, just put some more food on the table for their family or B give them an opportunity to get back into the league and so I'm going to support it and once you hear these interviews once you hear these guys stories I'm going to try to do my best to have as many of them on as I can I spoke to the CEO of the league he's running around like crazy because the first game is on Saturday which I understand but I'm going to do my best to get him on as well but um, if you're protesting the NFL continue to do that do whatever you feel is your part in justice basically but I'm going to support uh, the players. That's who I'm supporting. Because I know that they got kids, mouths, roofs, all these things that need to be done. And until the players collectively decide that they want to protest and they want to boycott, I'm going to just keep supporting. All right. So I appreciate you guys. I love you. Pass my link around as usual. And here are the last two portions of the podcast. Peace.
with the NFL season officially over, um, I thought it'd be fitting for us to have someone on to talk about the new NFL or like the junior NFL is what I'm calling it, the Alliance of American Football. And so I decided since I have several friends playing the league to have a couple of them on. And today we will have Will Davis, uh, the Salt Lake Stallions on to talk about their team, the league, and um, just kind of compare it to the NFL. It's good. Will Davis, how are you? I'm doing good. How you doing? Good. Thank you so much for joining the iHeartMiko podcast. Um, I, a lot of people don't know this, but I've known you since you were drafted. 2013. Yes, yes, I met you in good old back. Miami. <laughs> Way <laughs> back. We <laughs> were struggling together, my G. Man, those are the times I'll tell you that. I yes. did enjoy Miami. So before we get into the Alliance of American Football League that you are um, a current uh, employee of, let's give my listeners a little bit of feedback on you. Uh, so your name is Got Will you. Davis. You were born in Compton, mm-hmm. raised in Washington. Mm-hmm. Most of your life yep. in Washington. So, so where would you say you're from? Where do you tell people you're from? Uh, you know, it's, I definitely, you know, it was kind of tough because, like, all my schooling after basically seven, eight years old was in Washington. But every summer uh, after my parents got divorced, I was back in Cali, uh, back in Compton visiting my mom every summer. So all summers, all my summers were spent in Compton. But obviously my schooling was up in Washington. So, you know, nine months out of the year, I'm in, uh, I'm in Spokane. So um, definitely uh, Spokane is definitely, you know, uh, a huge part of my yeah home. Mm-hmm. But uh, but obviously my mom. Uh, you know, she she don't like me saying that. So, <laughs> mom's like, you from yeah, Compton? So, yeah, mom's like, Ray from Cali, you from Compton? You ready to tell him? I'm like, oh shit, you know her. But, uh, but yeah, man, uh, Spokane is a huge part of my life. So, you know, that represents a huge part of me, and uh, in the sense that most of the time I spent there. So you were born there, raised there. You played some college football. Um, I know that you went to uh, what was the school you went to first, and it discontinued. Man, you transferred. Yeah, you had a whole around, bounce around. Yeah, had a journey. Had, had a, a journey. journey. So, your journey yeah, ended you at Utah State, right? Yep, correct. Yeah, Utah State. Yeah. So uh, basically, senior high school, I was like, you know what? Um, didn't want to have no regrets. So I'm gonna play football. Boom, play football. Worked out. Signed a D2 scholarship to Western Washington University. Mm-hmm. Uh, redshirted that first year. After that first year, uh, redshirted. So 2008. Uh, yeah, they discontinued the program. No more football at, uh, at Western Washington University. So it's kind of crazy. Kind of goes nuts. So the second year, I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to be a student. Shit, I had a scholarship. I didn't even think I was going to play football anyway. So at the end of the day, I'm going to school, uh, getting school paid for. So, you know, why leave? But I tell you what, man, after sitting out after sitting out that second year, I was like, man, I got to play football. Like, this, you know, I'm going nuts. My homeboy I went to high school with, he was at University of Idaho. Uh, and he was like, bro, you're better than all these, like, everybody out there. So I was like, damn. I bet. So I said, I picked up my stuff, went to the NorCal, went to JUCO and NorCal for that one semester, uh, balled mm-hmm. out like at eight picks in 10 games. Okay. And then after that, it was like the whole Western Athletic Conference. I ran into Coach Gary Anderson, who was the head coach of Utah State. And uh, that man convinced me uh, to come there and promised me everything. And I, he fulfilled every promise when I was there, man. So then I went to Utah State. And uh, next you know, there around draft pick Miami Dolphins. Mm, before we get to your professional career, what was the hose like in Utah? Because the reason I'm <laughs> asking you this <laughs> I've had I had uh, oh, I've had some man. people speak on Utah, and I know it's a Mormon country. It's his own uh-huh. Mormon country, but yeah, I heard yeah. it goes down in Utah. Did yeah. it go down in Utah? Um, so 
Let me see how I'm gonna word this. To be honest, <laughs> damn, she threw it at me. Um, so Utah State, I guess, uh, you know, in the state of Utah, is known for uh, what they call it, Jack Mormons. Um, you know, kids growing up Mormon, and they finally kind of get away from uh, freedom. Their parent, their parents were, but yeah, so they can go to Utah State where the rules aren't as strict as, let's say, BYU, and uh, and get to see uh, see the world. I say like that, uh, their world. And uh, so, yeah, when they get there, they want to explore life. And, uh, and explore so, yeah. black penis. That's what I heard. Yeah, I think that, I think that, <laughs> I want to say that's every, I want to say that's every Mormon uh, mentality, but um, I also wouldn't be surprised if it is more than uh, I would assume, yes. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Man. Yeah. So then you get drafted by the Dolphins third round, which is amazing. You know, that's impressive um, to come in the third round. Then, you know, just a lot of shit happens in your yeah. professional career. What do you think yeah. went wrong in Miami? Um, as far as the team, personal, or what do you mean? Either one. Let, I'm going to let you choose. Uh, well, personal, uh, you know, rookie year is rookie year, second year. Uh, I think that was, you know, fun in the sense of, you know, getting out there, playing, getting out there on the defense and playing with them. I think that was, uh, you know, especially mm -hmm. coming out of camp, uh, really trying to win that, you know, that third corner job with uh, Portland and Brent and uh, and being able to win that, you know, get that opportunity with them going in, you know, Patriots week one. And, you know, we came out and uh, shitted on them. So obviously coming out, beating Patriots week one, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, especially after going eight and eight the year before, I was like, oh, yeah, this is about to be the year. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, uh, eventually, you know, that year also in the eight, 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 eight again, uh, like yeah, I predicted. Eight, eight again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So didn't end up going anything, but, uh, you know, it was week 10 or so, uh, tore my ACL. And, uh, so personally it was like, damn, mm. you know, I never been hurt ever. So that was the first, uh, yeah, blow. the first, I guess. Yeah. The first blow, uh, the first struggle, the first mountain I had to climb. And, uh, then obviously going in third year recovering, um recovered i said I recovered well uh went into camp had a good camp uh they ended up keeping me throughout camp which was a battle because they drafted you know some more dbs so people mm -hmm. don't really know who, how many he's going to keep and uh they ended up keeping us all throughout camp um which i thought was going to get traded you know during camp but didn't happen it ended up being like week three or week four that year and i uh, went to baltimore and mm -hmm. then uh got traded to baltimore i think week four week five Got there, watched them uh, play Cincy. Didn't go too well. Uh, AJ Green went, went off for like two hundred, mm. and uh, so that was pretty wild watching that. And then uh, next next week after that, we played uh, we played the Steelers at, at in Pittsburgh Thursday mm. night football. Mm. The whole world watched. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, end up getting thrown out there. And then uh, with uh, one of our other guys went down with a concussion. And next no, next thing you know, I'm on AB all game. Mm. The greatest, you know what I'm saying? On the, at the time, like, man, this is number greatest, one. And I'm saying, like, in 2015, you know, he came off, the, you know, being the number one dude. So coming mm -hmm. in 2015, he was, you know, he had all the accolades of the year before. And, uh, you know, so he A.B. And uh, mm -hmm. so end up helping him the four yard, I mean, four catches for 40 yards. Look at you. Made the, you know, third down playing overtime in Pittsburgh. You know, Ravens walking off. Uh, you know, with a dub. And at that time, I'm that nigga now. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so shit lit. And then uh, play Cleveland next game. So it is what it is. Now I'm like, I'm on my high horse, you know? And uh, damn, ACL again. Mm. Boom. Next game. 
God damn, your ACLs so, yeah. are in the way what? of you being great. Never, never being hurt, and then back to back. So coming in the next year, you know, with the Ravens, and uh, and you know, just trying to get back. And they took care of me, to be honest. I'm not gonna lie, uh, they didn't Respect. rush me back. Um, yeah. So in most situations, and a lot of people, you don't really have time to recover. You know, uh, you don't really have the opportunity, right, uh, to You're get back and fully recover. Or a yeah. Exactly, and uh, so I was definitely blessed for that. Um, and then came in there, I think we nine ten, and, uh, we played Jets, uh, and was just on special teams, eased in, and next year, you know, the next game, nigga, I'm in the fire again, and we got OBJ. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, you know, this is the intro, fresh off, you know, two CLs. I was like, well, I've been tested before, you know what I'm saying? Had to mm-hmm. throw in there, gets AB, worked out, testing again. Shoot, this time, I mean, I ended up getting a pick that game, which is dope, picking up Eli, but... That, that's pretty easy nowadays, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, but you know, OBJ did his thing. You know, he scored mm-hmm. on me. Shit, he scored on I don't know who else. He scored on another person. Like, man, it ended up happen. having a day. It yeah, it does happen. And mm-hmm. uh, that day, that day he had a day. So, uh, uh, but obviously, personally, it was like, damn, man. And then that's where I really had to had to finish. You know, what I'm saying that feeling, which which you know, which sucked. You know, I was finishing that year, kind of being, you know, just put a lot of unhealthy stuff on tape. Mm-hmm. went to 49ers and uh in shoot it's like the same thing you know what i'm saying the next year <clears throat> and that's what kind of sucked and at that point you know i knew like um i need to shoot i need to take time to recover and that's yeah, the only way i the opportunity to get back 100 yeah, percent healthy then, you can't you yeah, know people so, don't realize that you can't be playing corner injured or unhealthy at all you 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 got the fastest sometimes the most athletic person man, on the other man. team that you've got to run back you got to backpedal chasing if you're not backwards healthy, and you're reacting they know what they're doing you just gotta stay in front right. you know what i'm saying and and guard yes yeah, i'm the most athletic people out there so yeah it's rough and you got you got to be 100 percent. and if you're not it shows yeah you know you, you get torn apart if you're not you know and that's what kind of that's kind of sucking in on that and next year you know um they talk about this aaf thing in the winter i'm like what you know what i'm saying because uh the gm here randy he hit me up. I've known him since uh, my rookie year. He's like, yo, Will, I don't know what you're not to, uh, but I know you have time off. And uh, after camp was out uh, this year, he's like, hey, I know you, you know what I'm saying, running camp. Hey, we'd love to pick you up for this AF thing. I think it's a great opportunity to show like you're healthy and get you back in the league. I'm like, that's Bet. exactly what I need. Because right now, I can't, you know, it's not a leap of faith. I put mm-hmm. Bastion on tape the year before, and so it's not going to be like, okay, let's just go off, you know, trusting this kid. Nah, they mm-hmm. got to see it. It is what it is. And so uh, that's what this is about. This AF thing is putting uh, get shit on tape, show them healthy, and then uh, getting back. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of players, you know, I, I've obviously been covering this game for a while, but also married yep. to uh, a player. Uh, the well, man. Pe- <laughs> the man. Thank you. <laughs> what people don't know is after a year of no film at all, not playing, and mm-hmm. then two, the league is done with you. You know, they're going to move on to someone younger, cheaper, dumber. And um, that that's this league is filled Back. with those players. And Back. they get rid of Back. guys like you that, you know, were injured and things like that. So I feel mm-hmm. the AAF is a great opportunity for players that were injured or maybe didn't have the best start. Or even yeah. if you're not even trying to get back to the NFL, you just love the game of football and you want to play. It's for people like that. So what would you think? What would you say is your reason for coming back? Is it the love of the game? Is it to prove it to yourself or is it just to have some fun? Um, well, yeah, honestly, not playing this year uh, sucked. Uh, obviously, I had a short year last year. 
but to completely not play one NFL game this year, mm-hmm. uh, man, uh, it, it sucked. And uh, sit there and watch, like you said, some guys who you know are younger and not even that talented, you know, and uh, and it's just like damn. But you know, the one thing I can say, uh, they healthy, period. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of people I can look at their stories and how it worked out for them. And at the end of the day, you know, um, they might not have, you know, done the great thing is put up great stats, but they was healthy. So for mm-hmm. me, I mean, it's a great opportunity for me coming here, uh, ball for these 10 weeks and show them healthy and get back into the league. And, uh, you know, the league just came and invested in this league. Uh, mm-hmm. They got now they're going to show like our games on NFL Network, uh, CBS and TNT. And, uh, you know, they want this league to be a league to show like, you know, people, the p- people back into the league. So honestly, mm-hmm. they got to show this league works. And by showing this league works, I mean, you got to put people back into the league. And so either way, like I do my thing, ball out, you know what I'm saying? With how everything works, no matter what, I feel like they don't have to put people back in the league, period. To show this league works. Well, I hope that they, they do. Even if they got a four speed, you feel me? I hope that they do because you know the NFL is just really stands for not for long. And they also 100%. don't like to bring in guys that actually have shown that they can play because then you have to pay those guys you know got to so i agree on that i agree on that at the same time i guess say like anything the nfl touches like trying to make bread off it so they they just invested this Mm -hmm. like two weeks ago yes now they want to show it on nfl network so anything they touch you know they're gonna have you know they they believe in it yeah yeah, exactly so i hope this not just a text but you know the WNBA is a tax write-off for the nba as well they're not making no money there either so really let's hope i I hope that it works because the nfl does have a large fan base and you know i think that the league needs this it's just like the g league or the european league and nba it's another opportunity for players to show their skills and and make some money now what i want to ask you about first of all there's there's uh eight teams right correct 10 games Mm -hmm. you start saturday february 9th yeah yeah first game saturday yeah we start on the 10th you start on the 10th but the first game is saturday february 9th yeah and there's games on Saturdays and Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be uh, eight games and two playoff games. So the top four teams go to the playoffs. Yeah. Correct? Now, Correct. what I also saw is uh, your your team, the, uh, the Salt Lake Stallions, is the only team that's not in the South. Is there any reason for that? Like, what's going on with that? Oh, um, well, no, you, you still got – you talking about in the South, like, you know, the Atlanta, lower, the lower, the Bible belt all the way across <laughs> the the United oh. States. There's teams in, I think, Phoenix. There's in yep, Texas. Phoenix, there's Texas, Memphis, Cali, Atlanta, Memphis, Orlando, Atlanta, Orlando. You guys are the only then, ones yeah, yeah. up up in the north area. Is there any significance to that? Is there any reason for that? Uh, I don't, I don't, as far as their reason and locations, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why they chose the cities. That one. Yeah, that's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. Okay. Never even thought about it. Okay. So how confident are you in your team? Like what is, do you guys have like any rankings? Like has there been anything? Cause there's not a lot um, so of talk about been, this league yeah, yet. They're, yeah, hundred percent. They're definitely, uh, I think they're just want to explode it. We've had our scrimmages against uh, Memphis. Uh, we kicked their ass. We had a scrimmage against Birmingham. We kicked their ass. Okay. And then we had a preseason game uh, against Memphis, uh, which we won uh, 29-15. Uh, so, to be fair, um, you know, <laughs> I think we're going to be nice. We're going to be already, nice. Yeah, we, yeah we're going to be nice. And uh, it's it's hard to really know because, like you said, this is a, a first-year you know, league. Mm-hmm. 
So it's hard to gauge. Like we don't have tape of people last year or the year before. We don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we, you got of, some it's, names it's that people though. remember, but you still don't know how they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you don't know if these guys are washed up, uh, can still play or not. So it's like, you don't really, it's not a big gauge. And some people, uh, like some teams didn't even scrimmage nobody. So it's like, they can't, how are they going to oh. judge who against who? But I'd say, I don't know. At the end of the day, we scrimmage, you know, two teams and kick their ass every time. So, um, and that's huge. That's two teams out of, you know, out of the eight. So now we're looking at five other teams we got to worry about. That's it. Now, I know that you guys aren't having any kickoff. There's no extra points. Yeah. You guys have everything's <laughs> a two-point conversion. Every The team gets the ball at the 25-yard line. Do you uh-huh. like that style? Do you think that is complimentary or do you think it's annoying? Like, what do you think of the rules differences in your league? Uh, I'm not going to lie. Some of the rules are kind of annoying, especially on defense. Uh, like, you can only have six on the line. Uh, you can't blitz DB. So it's kind of some, some BS in the sense that you could tell, like, uh, they want some, you know, they want it to be an offense thing. And a lot of people don't know, like, uh, you can gamble in this league. Like, you can bet oh, on oh. individual players. You can bet on the play. They got chips in our shoulder pads. They got a chip in the ball. And so uh, when we step on the field, like the 11, you know, it's like these chips activate. So let's oh, you know exactly shit. on the field. So you, make it, you can make game times bet. So this is a big Vegas thing. Like, game time dude, betting. They got chips like, all in the you? moment. Chips, everything. Like, yo, so this, uh, it's, it's, you know, they're trying to make a lot of money out of things. So it's no, it's not light, but uh, it's it's interesting. So if they're trying to make a lot of money, there's an opportunity for, for them to make money. NFL has invested it to attempt to make money. Yeah. What are they paying the players? Oh, so every player gets seventy uh, k across the board. Every player. Seventy k. Every player across the board. That's fair. Now. That's yeah. fair. Now the only thing that ch- changes everything is they got these what they call coins. And basically, it's like player bonuses, uh, you know, for whatever it is, interceptions, uh, turnovers, you know, touchdowns, etc. And every player, you know, gets coins, and then there's coins that goes to the offense, too. Now, you can also get coins from social media stuff, you know, from promoting da-da-da or events. Like, if I go to a card signing, I do these events for, you know, the AAF, bro, I get a coin. So now these coins are basically like stocks. So you want to get as much like stocks in this company as you can. So let's say I get end up at the end of the season with 25 coins. Mm-hmm. Whatever each stock ended up being worth at the end of the year times my 25 coins. That's how it is. So the main thing right now that we're looking at, you want to get as many coins as possible, which is via social media, via player, you know, performance, via events, jersey sales, etc. Mm, so damn, that's I'm where to buy y'all jerseys now. I gotta represent. I got three so that's really good friends now, playing in this league, man. I want to support y'all for sure. I, I was actually that, offered you know, a, I was actually offered a team last year to buy a team last year, be, you know, before it really kicked off, and what? I didn't do but it. You didn't think it was gonna pop? No, no, no. The reason I didn't do it is because you know I hate the NFL. I just hate everything stand yeah. for. But Charlie's my boy, and he was like, you know, Miko, this could be a great opportunity. It's not like you broke. And at the you time, you know, the NFL it. wasn't really they the wasn't NFL backing wasn't, it. Yeah, exactly. So. I mean, mm-hmm. it would have been uh, and try, yeah, Charlie Doe. Okay, might need a, yeah, might so. need some black female owners up in here. Start oh, things up. Don't change up. the game now. Don't, <laughs> don't change the game. <laughs> no, I want I want people to have fun, but I like that it's fair. I like that I like that everybody's getting exactly. seventy thousand dollars. I mean, obviously yeah. that's going to change the league growth, but I think it's a great starting point. I think it's uh, an I'm opportunity. I, you know, I'm still concerned that players are are risking their lives for seventy thousand dollars a year. You know, I understand yeah, but, that. Yeah. But now. Now that everyone knows what's going on, everyone knows what CT is and, and 
and and how it can affect you. I imagine the majority of these players are playing because they truly, truly love football. Oh, 100 percent. And yeah, don't want to give it up. I mean, yeah, it's just my story. At the end of the day, yeah, there's guys out here who, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you're getting 70k in 10 weeks. Ain't no job for most of these guys is going to give you 70k mm-hmm. in that amount of time. Well, right. which leaves you with you know nine months, eight and a half months to work on whatever else you need to work on to get more bread. So. Uh, which, you know, in eight, nine months, you know, if you can't make 30, 40 K somewhere else, I mean, it's really not that hard. So, I mean, you can be making hundred K a year just off, you know, your 10 weeks here and mm-hmm. whatever else you got going on in life. But yeah, a lot of people here, yeah, love to play a game. Um, didn't really have opportunities for the league anyway. So, uh, why not get paid and still get to play this sport? You know, this game they love, this game that, you know, a lot of people, you know, why do I want to stop now coming out of college? And then obviously guys that, you know, same came back from the league or, or try to just, you know, pick up and go to these combines and see if they got it still. And uh, and some didn't make it, but, you know, cuts are over now, and it's the team we're left with. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of young guys and uh, some experienced guys, too. Wow. I'm kind of excited. I can't even front. Oh, it's going to be dope. I ain't going to lie. I just want to see something different. I want to see how they yeah. handle this. I want to see the business side of it, but I also want to see the players um, flourish as well. That's the most important part for me. If I see some guys coming out of this league and getting into camp, I don't want them to use guys as camp bodies, though. That's some bullshit. Uh, I want them to give guys an equal opportunity to get back in the league. If they put good stats out there and they play well, hopefully you're one of those guys. And I appreciate you coming Mm -hmm. on my podcast and talking to me. And I promise you, you're going to be on again because I have lots of questions, especially after week one. Where you guys at this weekend? uh, So we're going to be in Arizona, uh, playing the Arizona Hot Shots. Um, NFL Network this Sunday, you know, February 10th. That's the uh, Salt Lake Stallions. Who's the Who's the receivers? Who's the hot receiver on the team that you got to match up with? <laughs> uh, to be fair, watching the film, I mean, uh, uh, 84, um, i say 15. I mean, I don't know their names. Just going off numbers. Don't matter. But, uh, names don't yeah, matter. Exactly. <laughs> 84, so, 15, know, I got they're, they're a big, They're a big running team, though. Yeah, to be okay. honest, they, they ran a lot of ball for the one preseason game we saw. But we all know it's just, you know, one game. They probably keep it basic anyway. They ain't trying to show nothing. So uh, we'll see if they air it out. But uh, they ran the ball a time. You know, they definitely, you know, we're showing that they're going to run the ball and they're going to keep doing it. So we'll see. Okay. But we got them big polys on the D-line. So, I know, saw that. I anyway. looked at y'all roster a little bit. Uh, I yeah, saw yeah, that. I saw, your, quarter, I saw your quarterback. Uh, I saw him yeah. in Tampa for a second. Oh, um, yeah, he did talk about that. Yeah, we talked about Brent. He was in Tampa for a little bit. He was yeah. in Baltimore for, I think, a couple of years, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good yeah. luck to you, man. Good luck. I appreciate Miss, it, Nico. I invited you to the Super Bowl party. You was like, nah, I made the squad. Uh, well, I'm nah, like, okay. I mean, I grind, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I had to grind. But, uh, yeah, you sold me that little tennis match because I know you didn't want I that definitely, this year. Come on. I definitely. Uh, you know what's funny is when you get when you play Brent, he's probably going to fade you, too. But we go, we go. <laughs> Oh, you! That's a sick laugh, my nigga. I can't wait oh, to tell him you laughed that hard. Oh, Brent man. is getting yeah, better yeah. so, like, seriously, really quickly. He's getting better, like, really right, yeah, good. We'll see. Yeah, come back to LA. Uh, let me on your back in the spring. We'll get after it this summer. For sure, we'll be there this summer. <laughs> Let's get it. All right, I'll holler at you later. All right, Miko, appreciate it. All right, peace. That's it. Shout out Will Davis for joining me and um giving us a little rundown of what the AAF is about and some of the rules and regulations and things like that. So I also wanted to ask another friend of mine whose name is Anthony Johnson. He goes by Kimbo for most people that know him. I'm going to have him on to discuss his NFL experience and now current AAF 
experience as well. Hello. Hello, may I speak to Anthony? Uh, there's no Anthony here. Oh. You must have the wrong number. Sorry. That's okay. Hello. Kimbo. What's shaking, pool chops are big and gown. <laughs> yeah. What's good? Man, I'm slow motion, man. I can't slow call it. Slow motion. Yeah, it don't look like you slow motion, my guy. Man, let me look tell like you like you out here moving around a little bit now. I, I, I ain't trying to step on nobody's toes, you hear me? That's all I look. I'm, I'm, keep, I'm keeping it moving, dog. You know me. Dang. So I had Will Davis on a little bit earlier. I don't know if you met him or you remember him. He played for the Most Dolphins. Definitely. Yeah. Most so I, I just spoke to him about he, he's playing for the Salt Lake team. Okay. And he just gave me, you know, his opinion and rundown of, you know, the league and all that. So I was just like, you know what? I know three of you guys. I'm going to have CJ on, I believe, next week. But I want to right, have you yeah. on because I know you guys are on the same team, right? No. So I'm, I, I, who, me and CJ? Yeah. Most definitely, yeah. Yes, you and CJ are on the same team, so I'm going to have him on next week. But I wanted to get your opinion because he's a corner, so is Will. I don't need two corners on today. Yeah. You know, but I needed – so so you're playing in the AAF. Yeah. You were in the NFL for how many years now? Five. Five, five years, years in the NFL, bounced around yeah. a little bit, undrafted. That's a different story. You know, people don't understand – the struggle of being undrafted in NFL just and it's just in the beginning of it. It's just a big struggle. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about what it's like to be undrafted in the NFL? Most definitely. Well, um, honestly, coming up through the ranks, you know, uh, especially for me, um, I was a, I was a pretty highly touted guy uh, throughout my college career. And, uh, you know, falling and going undrafted uh, was a big uh, eye opener, honestly. And uh, when, when you when you see that, a lot of the guys that get drafted over you um, might not have that talent um, and they might not have that same passion or drive, but it's something that separated you from that guy um, mm-hmm. that maybe those owners or GMs, you know, pick them over you. You just have to continue to press through. But uh, honestly, for me, um, the process was, uh, <laughs> it was, it, it, it was, it was tenuous. It was strenuous. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kid you not, uh, long nights, long days, uh, uh, constant studying, uh, just trying to become the best player I can be to show you know teams that I was ready. But uh, um, it's been it's been, it, my career. I can't complain about it. Uh, being an undrafted free agent is, is is a blessing in disguise a little bit because you have some leniency that drafted guys don't have. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's pretty, you pretty much bet on yourself. So um, I, being an undrafted guy, you know, it, it's it's kind of been a blessing in disguise, honestly. Right. Um, I mean, you know, my husband was undrafted. And so everybody's the undrafted stories are the stories that aren't really told all the time. You know, they there don't tell those stories because they don't even it, it, it appears the league doesn't want people to think, oh, you can be undrafted and still make it in this league. They don't talk about there that. They only talk about the guys that are drafted that went to the big school. And you did go to a big school. You know, you went to, you went to um, LSU. Yep. You're from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So, so you got to play at home, you know, majority of your life. Then you get yeah. sent over to Miami and then Washington, New England, New York. What would you say, you know, I, I feel personally football is a southern sport. Like the majority of the <laughs> south yeah. of America is football country. Most definitely. So so were there any other sports that you played? Uh, yeah, so I'm, uh, I like to consider myself a renaissance man. 
I don't know if a lot of your listeners, uh, well, they probably do because you're very cultured. So uh, I like to consider myself, yeah, I like to consider myself a little bit like Paul Robeson. So okay. um, I was multi-talented. Uh, pretty much uh, played every sport except for baseball and hockey because we don't have, well, we had baseball, but I pretty much didn't play because honestly, I was scared of the ball. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't you stand You scared that of something? No way. Yeah, I no way. Stand, I couldn't stand at that base, man. The ball was coming too fast, but at the end of the day, we didn't have hockey in New Orleans growing up, uh, as you know about that, but uh, I did everything a little bit. I played, I ran track, uh, threw the shot put, sung in the choir, uh, played basketball. I did it. I did it all. Do you ever think that you missed your calling as a boxer? There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, honestly, uh, I've seen you um, get down. I've heard some stories now. I know you nasty you in them trenches. Let, let, let me tell you something. That's why I tell people I don't step on new tools. Now I just try to live the right way. You, you know, live the uh, right way. That's it. At the end of the day, um, I, I, you know, boxing, boxing is something that I fell in love with early on in life. Um, and I kind of just honestly took it to the ring about the last three years. Um, to honestly get some technical training with it and everything, but mm-hmm. um, if, if I would have, if I would, if I would have been exposed to it early on in life, I probably would have took a career in it. But you never know; I'm still young, so I don't know, man. I, hopefully, I don't take too many more hits in the head, not to go ahead and step in the ring. Now let's get into this AF league. So you know, I had a lot of questions about it. I I know you're you're CEO of your league. Uh, we are great friends. We've okay. known each other for quite some time, uh, Charlie Ebersol. Yep. So, you know, I had an opportunity to buy one of these teams last year. He, he, brought, he okay. presented it to me. I didn't do it just because at that time, you know, I was bitter about the NFL and some of the things that were going on with the players. But, yep. you know, I'm, I'm kind of happy this is happening because, you know, Charlie after that has been telling me a little bit about some of the things that he wants to do. And now the NFL is backing it. So it appears that this may be an alternative for players like you. I, I know your story because – of the injuries mm-hmm. and, and being around you and knowing you and following you. And so it appears that a lot of these players were in the league or undrafted, but injured a lot and didn't get yeah. another shot or, you know, just, just things just didn't go their way. And so I want to yeah. know why you're playing. Are you playing because you're trying to get back to the league? Are you playing because you just love the sport? What is your purpose of playing in the AAF and, and um, for the future? Um, honestly, my purpose is, uh, for those reasons, obviously, uh, it, it, it's a sport that honestly I grew up loving as a kid, and I had the opportunity and the, uh, the blessing to turn it into a career. So, uh, um, personally, injuries have taken over my career a little bit early on. Um, and this past season, I was with the Indianapolis Colts. had a great had a mm-hmm. great season, a great preseason, and uh, helped change the culture so much around that locker room and around that team and the uh, the front office. And uh, from from ownership on down, they acknowledge that uh, Kimbo has had a uh, put a stamp on that organization. That's pretty much everywhere that I've been. I've never left bad blood with any organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, my my whole ordeal is that uh, honestly, my injury has uh, uh, pretty much hindered me a little bit. And uh, I said, you know what? To show these uh, teams and these NFL execs that Kimbo's still pushing, I'm still uh, going strong and letting everybody know that I'm healthy, um, I'm going to take the opportunity to go to the AAF. 
and uh, play play some ball. But uh, my general manager, Chris Ballard, uh, for the Indianapolis Colts, he uh, reached out to me and he asked me personally, um, did any of the AAF teams reach out to me? I told him no. He uh, he contacted the Apollos, uh, which is the team in Orlando, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they reached out to the team that I'm on now, which is the Memphis Express, and uh, started working some things out. But uh, Will Lewis, who's my general manager now mm-hmm. for the Memphis Express, um, is a great guy. And uh, he's given he's given me the opportunity to uh, you know continue to better myself and uh, work on some pass rush moves as a defensive end in this new league. So um, I'm just taking it as an opportunity to uh, polish up some uh, some skills of mine and honestly uh, you know just continue to play football because I love the game that much. Wow, one of the most impressive things that I've read about your team because I obviously don't know a lot of the players. I don't know the league's brand new, but your head coach is Mike Singletary. Oh my yes. God. Yeah, I love him. He is. Oh, he is a dog. He don't play no games. He shoots you straight. How has it been? How has it been working with him? You know, as a head coach, he has such a great history of this game. Let me tell you, um, and especially being a defensive uh, guy mm-hmm. and, a front, and a front seven guy, no disrespect to my, my boys in the back end, but uh, being down there in them trenches, man, and honestly, having a head coach uh, who's defensive-minded, like Mike Singletary, man, and it's a blessing. You know, when, when you see him walk on that field, he he kind he kind of almost uh, you know uh, dissolves into it a little bit, and, 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 and you can see him Savage. manifest on the field and take in the football, you know, it's kind of like every day when you smell a fresh pot of gumbo, you know what I mean? I'm from New Orleans. So when you, whenever you wake up and you smell some good gumbo, you just know it's going to be a great day. That's how it is when Mike Singletary walks on the football field, he gets us ready for practice. So um, I'm just, I'm excited about it. Um, he's excited uh, about the city of Memphis. It's a blue-collar city, mm-hmm. and uh, we are there. We, we we're just excited to be playing for him. So uh, yeah, you can't you can't hate you can't you can't help but love it, man. I think I think it's going to be a great situation for everybody, honestly. So what do you? I know um, Will told me that his team scrimmaged and had a preseason game. Have you guys had any scrimmages or preseason games against anyone? We we have, and it was against Will, honestly. It was oh, so he Sox. beat y'all. Yeah. Mo- they, uh, yeah, they, they smacked you, boys. That's what he oh, said. Man. He said they smacked Kim- y'all. Kimbo played six plays, if that. They so lucky. They lucky. <laughs> oh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you. And, and guess what? The first two series, the offense couldn't get past the ten yard line. So mm. I don't know what they're talking about. Hey, but nah, man. I- I don't want to start no issues. I don't want to start no hey, issues. Hey, this you football, this is how it's supposed to be. This is supposed you to be know, fun you shit talking. You, you supposed to be able to talk it. shit and have fun. You better believe it. Like I told Will last time I seen him, I said, look, man, I'm planning on being in Vegas. So our championship is in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so uh, it, 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 like I said, I'm looking forward to it. The AF is a 10-game 10, 10 10 season. Yep. 10-game season. You got eight games. Talk two to playoffs. Me. He told me that he didn't like that you guys only could rush six. The yes. corners can't rush. What do you think about that being a D lineman? Okay. I, that's this is one thing that I love about the league. <laughs> Honestly, it gets to show people who can pass rush and who can play football. Honestly, who can be a football player? And like I say, uh, this, this, these rules that they have uh, 
interpreted into this league are, are some of the things the NFL are trying to work on. Like for instance, we don't have a kickoff or yes. kickoff return. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that I think that'll be great for us. I think it'll save some legs, save some people, and uh, like I said, put some more people out there to uh, get opportunities. But uh, being able to just rush four, uh, honestly, I think the most we can rush is five. I think that's a great opportunity to see some guys uh, get some one-on-one opportunities, see who can actually see cover. Who can actually, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can see uh, who can actually play man to man and things like that. So, um, we, we, I, I think it's a good league. It's, it's honestly going to be a passing league. So, um, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's a lot of good quarterbacks, a lot of great DBs, like you know Will Davis mm-hmm. and CJ, who's playing with me. So, I'm, uh, I think it's going to be a, a great thing. Well, I'm very proud. I, I'm actually impressed that you're playing in this. I, I remember you in Miami, and you were just Most a dog. Definitely. You were a fucking dog out there. A lot of the dogs didn't make the team when I was in Miami. We were there three years. There's multiple players that didn't make those teams that I was just like, what the hell is going on? And the majority of them were undrafted, you know, and that's just how it goes. You know, when you're not drafted, they're going to play the guys that they drafted or they picked up in free agency because the GM can't look like he was wrong. Most, most definitely. (laughs) And also another thing with that, um, I honestly think it's a, you know, the, the whole world is based off of stigmas. Mm-hmm. But um, honestly, uh, a lot of undrafted guys, you know, and everybody has their goddamn, you know, uh, interpretation of, of undrafted. But mm-hmm. when you look at a lot of our stories and a lot of our backgrounds, because the NFL does do background checks just like everybody else does. Um, you know, a lot of us are in the city. We grew up in the hood sometimes, or we 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 come up a little rougher. Mm-hmm. We came from smaller schools and had different backgrounds. So, um, at the end of the day, when you see guys that come up, I some of drafted guys like uh, Brent, for instance, mm-hmm. one of the guys that I looked up to um, as a rookie in Miami. You know what I mean? Seeing, I, I'll never forget when I was in Detroit and I seen that damn one that one handed catch. Yeah. I've never seen. I never seen anything like that in my life. Me just, either. <laughs> nobody like with with the statue of Brent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, at the end of the day, when that man did that right there, and, and I played, I, I was in a defensive line room with Cam Wake. You feel what I'm saying? Uh-huh. A man that played in the CFL for six years and came to the came NFL. Back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't, like I said, I don't know what the man got. I don't know what the, what he got planned for me, but I'm just going to take my time and, and, and do what I do and just show people what I could do. You feel me? Yes. Well, you know what? I'm going to let you know I'm definitely coming to at least one of y'all games. I might catch oh, y'all in man. Orlando or Atlanta, somewhere yeah. close. Memphis ain't that far either. Yeah, Most You know, definitely. if I feel like eating some meat, I might fly up to Memphis. Oh, no, I'm Get some good barbecue. <laughs> I eat meat occasionally, but Memphis got some damn good barbecue. I will say that. They do. They do. (laughs) Damn. Well, good luck this season. I appreciate um, many blessings to you. I, I, I'm definitely supporting. I've already found out about the chips and the helmets and on the pads and, and how y'all <laughs> can make extra oh, money. I'm, I'm, I'm right, on top of things it. now. I'm learning. I love it. So I love it. I, that's why I wanted all my listeners to know and to hear all these ways that y'all can make more money, you know, than Most what definitely. your base contract is. So I hope you play well, but I also hope that you make money and you get back to the league money because you definitely deserve to be in the NFL. I appreciate it. Hey, hey. Hey, as long as you know it, because uh, at the end of the day, you one of the you one of the rarest people. You're a real person. You're truly genuine. So hey, I'm, I'm just I'm gonna just keep doing what I gotta do. Do what you do. And for, every, and for everybody listening, man, like she said, the this new lead, the AAF, it's a, it's a bet on yourself league. So everybody mm-hmm. you see playing in this league, we betting on ourselves. So we appreciate the support and uh, continue to watch some football coming up this Sunday. 
Oh yes, good luck, my nigga. I'm gonna be in touch though again. I'm gonna have you on again too for sure because I got oh, I got to get the after after a few games experience and see what it's like. See see what you out there doing. When you see, I'm set, I'm, a, I'm I'm trying to set this. Well, I am gonna set this sack record for at least since it's, oh. it's been all season. You so. better put that into existence. You better speak oh, it out yeah. there. Oh, look, knock on wood, make it all go good. There yeah, we go. So look, I'm there. I'm there. You dig? So yeah, I'm trying to set records, but better believe it. I, I can't wait to be on. Just hit me up. Oh, for sure. All right. All right. Good talk to you. All love, baby. <laughs> all right. All right. Peace. peace. That was Kimbo Slice of the Memphis Express. Man, oh man, I don't know about y'all. I know a lot of us are protesting and not doing a lot of things, but I'm definitely going to support these black men trying to flourish and do the do something that, you know, they've always wanted to do. They've been wanting to be a professional football player their whole life. They're given another opportunity in this league. And why not support it? You know what I'm saying? Like, people are always saying don't support the NFL because of the fucked up shit they do. I'm going to stop supporting when the players tell me to stop supporting. Because right now, they're not saying that. So as long as they're playing, I'm going to support. And when they're ready to shut this bitch down and demand their respect, then I'm going to be with them right there, too. <laughs>